So we wanted to celebrate 150 episodes, you know, we'd have a few beers, a couple of laughs, but unfortunately, you know, because we moved it to Saturday, it meant we had to watch Smackdown last night, but it did present uh, an opportunity. Twenty-four-seven title. We do it for the uh, the worst segment of the year, and it's a continuous thing. It was an idea we had to keep, you know, the crack flowing. We didn't want, you know, although I wrote this is shit, this is shit. I said we'll do this for a bit of crack. The current champion is the Nightmare Collective, and we thought it would never be beaten. But then, lads, I'm sure you saw it. The karaoke showdown from SmackDown last night. What are your thoughts? I didn't realize a segment on WWE TV could give me this much AIDS. <laughs> so bad. Super AIDS. Like, oh. I, super duper AIDS. Like, I know we voted to repeal it and everything, but can we put back in the eight? <laughs> <laughs> this is what an abortion looked like. Like, this was fucking terrible. Oh, dear Lord. Uh, we'll start I, I, the voting. Uh, I say new champion. I, I said it to you in the message there. It's like, if the segment itself wasn't as bad as it was, which it is, like an unannounced, here you go, here's women doing things that isn't wrestling. But he was on the But I, I got ch- chatting to the Jordan there as well. It's like they missed an open goal by not having Dana Brooke singing Batista's theme song. That alone is unforgivable and worthy of a nomination for worst segment of the year. <laughs> but they followed it up with Sarah Schreiberg backstage saying, some people take their karaoke very seriously. No, welcome a man who takes his profession very seriously. As like you've literally in one segment, in one sentence, disregarded women's wrestling entirely. The women are there not to be professional wrestlers. They're there to be professional, whatever they need to be. Karaoke. I, I got about twenty-five seconds left of this bet, so I say new champ. New champ. New champ. Gordo. How long is left on it? About f- fifteen seconds. Can't remember fifteen. Okay, so twelve, ten, <laughs> nine, eight. <laughs> Okay, I'm getting very anxious here. Come on. Yeah, no, no, new champ, new champ. And new! He's done it! He's done it! Your brand new 24-7 champion! Make a little noise for the Lashley Sisters! 24 hours a day. Sweat activated. When you perspire, you're on fire. Oozy hot. <laughs> Seven days a week. Welcome to a moment of bliss. The 24-7 title. I said I'd, it's been so long since we had a new champion. I said I'd give it the, the long one, you know? Oh, yeah, nice, long it. winning. <laughs> when, you, when you've been waiting a while, you know, you, you got to give it a long one. you got to give it a long one. Speaking of which, let's just start this shit. We That's how you open a show, boys. That is how it is done. 
gentlemen, how are we? I don't know. Blue Chew? Where are you, Blue Chew? Someday. Someday. There's nobody that they sponsor more professional than us. Nobody can give you that kind of entertainment to start the show with good sound quality. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I have to get new, used to my new setup now. So if I sound really echoey and my head is moving away, shout at me because I have to look at the screen, which is over there. It's very odd. But anyway, Steve, 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 Dan, just testing. Alan, just testing. <laughs> Alan, 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 Steve, Steve, Steve. So here yeah, we go. I, I, Episode. I'm the webcam because I'm not liking the look of my own face being this up close. I can see up <laughs> your nose. Yeah, it's not nice. <laughs> um, so episode 150 of the Alleged Wrestling Podcast. Myself with Gordo, Nick and Fitz. Boys, it's time for one of these. A libation, puff of all. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, I made a mess. It's all over myself. <laughs> it's normally what happens. I know. Boys, we like, did it. We made it. we made it to 150 episodes, which means it's only 19 till our next landmark. Shout out to the homie 169. 169. <laughs> Hopefully, we can get him back on because he was on episode 69. So maybe for 169. Maybe we can get him live rather than record it. And oh. where he doesn't sound like an old Englishman. But it was definitely him. <laughs> yeah, but he's in witness protection now, so naturally he would have an accent. Yeah, I mean, he's bound to have a Zoom, you know, and he's, he can't really leave the house, so, you know. Yeah. Fuck it. Plus, he needs to tell us how billboard charts work. Yeah, exactly. Oh, maybe, my God, that was amazing. <laughs> maybe he can get us on the wrestling charts in iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do deep dive into that because we're on under sports because SoundCloud doesn't allow a subcategory to allow us to go into wrestling. So we're never going to chart because we're in sports. Simple as that. Um but yeah, one day we'll figure it out. It's just, I don't want to start Beat a new feed. Those bastards. Damn teeth. Coming in here, taking our jobs and our podcast listeners. The problem is, though, do we really, do we really want to get moved into wrestling? Because what if we get moved into wrestling and we're still not charting? That's <laughs> <laughs> not how it works, Gordo. Yeah. Like, I, like, we'd have to redo most of our branding. It's true, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. It's, it's almost better. We should just go into, like, comedy or entertainment or something. Because sometimes I release the episodes as entertainment and get a different <laughs> audience or whatever. But what can you do? What can you do? Boys, how are we? It's a sad day. It's a fucking shite day. Yeah. So yeah. Jack Charlton passed away, a former uh, Irish manager and nothing else. Irish man from Ballina. Good times. Isn't, it, isn't that ironic? Isn't it ironic that after all the years of the Brits trying to steal Irishmen, that in this day and age they're trying to do it once again Jack Charlton <laughs> is the most Irish of us all sure didn't he stand there with Michael Collins on 1916 at the GPO fucking waving our flag high and mighty to take down those bastardly Brits was that when he Bleeds. drove all the snakes out of Ireland as well yes I think that was exactly him. now you yeah. remember it Bleeding was all in the same day <laughs> yeah yeah, um, he's so Irish he managed to win a World Cup medal for England. That's how well he did. <laughs> so we won him a World War. We probably as well have fucking won him a Allegedly. World Cup as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. When I was growing up, like um, Jack Charlton had a house at home in Ballina, so it was like a common occurrence to run into Jack Charlton on the street. It just—it's so weird. He knew he, my brother. He used to call Ginger, which is always kind of funny. <laughs> um, yeah, oh, just but that's genuinely—that genuinely is one of the best things about 
Ireland, living in Ireland and being Irish, is that we genuinely don't give a flying fuck if you're rich, famous, poor, whatever. If you're in Ireland and you're a sound cunt, people will be a sound cunt to you. Yeah. Simple as. But they no, no airs or graces about it. It's like, well, Jack, how are you getting on? Yeah. Out for a walk, yeah. Good man. See you now. <laughs> Even the stuff of Matt Damon showed up in a super value bag Matt to go for Damon. a swim. Yeah. It was weird. Like, oh, he was left alone. I was, in the su- I was in the super value bag, but I had to put my clothes somewhere. <laughs> like, Can't. Oh, he's a normal guy. <laughs> I was really with Matt Damon with the super value bag. It was like, he's here in Ireland for two minutes. He already has a bag of cans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's it's very sad. Like, um, as I was saying, like, I've met him countless times like, when I was a kid. But like, even just watching some of the videos on Twitter today and it's just like, we're all of around the same age where we grew up with, you know, the Ireland team with Jack Charlton and making these tournaments and ah, great memories. Fuck Scalacci. Put him under pressure. Yeah, I know. Always and forever. Fuck Scalacci, the prick. Fuck Scalacci. Damn you. Don't oh, we should play. You should play Jocks or Ghosts of Stuttgart. That would have been oh, a great yeah. fucking intro. Shit, no one would have got that. a word of it outside of Ireland. Yeah, true, true. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. But what can you do? Sad day. Um, Fight Island, though, that is real tonight. That is very much real. UFC 251, and I can't fucking wait. I'm going to wait up for it. Masvidal and Usman, and he made weight. You know, Fucking as if he wasn't going to. Like, yeah, people were like, you know, oh man, how's he going to do this on six days? Jorge Masvidal has been training for this fight since it was fucking announced. He knew he was going to get this fight one minute. He just wanted an extra zero on the paycheck. Mm-hmm. How bad? Like, he's getting paid? I wonder, is, isn't he the reigning defending BMF champion? He is. Is he defending that title tonight, one would assume? Wouldn't think so. Oh, champion! I don't think champion so. winner takes all. Winner takes all. Is it like the brawl for all title? Is that like if if you lose, you lose the title? Is that the legit way that this is going to work from now on? I don't know. Does it? Maybe he. Um, it becomes vacant if he loses. No one wins it, but it's just vacant. And you set up another fight where the Rock presents sure, the belt. Look, it doesn't vacant have enough titles. Like he's the current ah, OTT champion at the minute. Like, what can you do? It is what it is. Well, that whole card is just fucking ridiculous tonight though. Three title fights. Yay. In one night. And in one of the non title fights you have Jessica Andrade against fucking Rose Nami Yunus. Like that's one of the non title fights. Yay. Yas me- Island. It's called Yas Island Yas for the reason. Island. <laughs> what is the timeline for tonight? What time are we kicking off or are we looking three at all uh, three main, main card? Three hour time is the main card and five AM ring sport here. So Ooh, it's oh. going to be a long night I hope you've got a couch um, for Nick because he's going to need it because <laughs> the couch Aiden's room is still there so there's even a bed bring a charger bring change the clothes whatever fuck it bring the dog uh, no I no, didn't say that it's going home you can feed the dog we're, we're not yeah, getting so a fucking puppy that. yeah but yeah no it should be good crack tonight now um, but yeah Saturdays here we are Saturday, Saturday, Saturday yeah. night. Gotta get down on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah, I should have played Friday, but you know, our, Jack Charlton died, so. Or played Saturday yeah. night by Wigfield. Whatever suits. Maybe next week. Not next um, week, no. But yeah, we'll have to it'll be an adjustment period, but this will be the the day going forward. I tweeted about it yesterday. It'll be 6 o'clock uh, our time, 1 p.m. Eastern on Saturdays for the foreseeable future. 
Now, the, the time might change here and there. We might go later in the day, depending on work and stuff. But yeah. Thanks, Bin Laden. Thanks, Bin Laden. Classic Bin Laden. Yeah. Any yeah, newses? Well. Any newses from the wrestling world this week? It's quiet uh, again. I threw a couple of bits in there. Um, nothing too out of the ordinary. I think probably the most notable was kind of the well-documented from various sources of the rumors of Evolution 2 happening. Ah, yes. Mm, potentially around uh, SummerSlam weekend, the last weekend in August. So that would be interesting to see how they're going to do that without Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey, and potentially Charlotte Flair. Seems like they'd need to get at least one, if not two of those back, and you're not getting three of them back. Or else at least start doing something with the people, with the women that you have on your roster that you're currently, you know, putting in fucking karaoke competitions. That karaoke competition was there to build people, Nick. You just don't understand it. Dana Brooke (laughs) is just a honky-tonk man. Just, she's cool, she's cocky, she's bad. Like, I'm not going to lie, all things being considered, if 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 you ignore the fact that that was rabied, ridden, horseshit, then Dana Brooke's part of that was arguably the best part of it. I I'd agree. Lacey was grand. Yeah. I thought Lacey was grand. Tamina though was the absolute worst. <laughs> Tamina was trending on Twitter last night. That's never happened before. <laughs> Ain't nobody meaner than Tamina. <laughs> like I, I feel bad for Tamina in that in that yeah. context because the, the other three girls in that competition. Okay, you could say their their personalities could lean into this shit segment if they really wanted to, but Tamina's personality over the last decade would would never give you the kind of satisfaction that she'd be able to pull this off. Jey Uso, however, was very entertaining in it. Could they not have had Tamina do someone's music that doesn't have any words in it? Yeah, that's. I think that would have made so much more sense. Yeah. It's like, here's Cesaro's music. <laughs> but you can see when she starts, she shakes her head. She's like, oh, why am I doing this? Who, whose idea was this? This is her first time. Isn't this her first time back on TV since she lost to Bailey at the pay-per-view? I think so, yep. yeah. Where they then released the weird straight jacket video where it looked like she was going to go actually full on mental. It was like I was intrigued. It was yeah. like and then they, they, they took them it. down. Yeah. They took down they took... the promo because they were worried of the reaction. Personalities are stories, you know. But, but, but they can't be karaoke singers. But how exactly did Naomi win that competition when she didn't even know the way the the chorus of the song she was singing? <laughs> There's levels to this shit, Nick. Did we just also, the more we, we dive in, the worse it gets. <laughs> do we do we look at that as a potential shot at AEW? The fact that they had out of all the entrance views they could have chosen in the entire library of WWE, they had to choose the one that is synonymous with the founding father of AEW. Mm. You know, and I, I I thought that was a bit funny. Yeah. I think they, if they want to take a shot, they can do something way better and way more obvious. Like they could just send they could send a load of guys from developmental that are skinny and just have them jumping over the top rope for 10 minutes. Do you know what I mean? They could, they could take the piss out of them that way. Like it'd be, yeah. it's more obvious sort of stuff. But Yeah, but you have to bear in mind that WWE are not very creatively minded. No. Did you see, I sent in the thing, Eric Bugenhagen wrestling a doll. Oh, yes. <laughs> Chef's kiss. Greatest professional wrestler of all time. Oh, and this just proves it. Now we know he can work. So now... He's a decent wrestler. Now there's nothing that can stop him. Um, yeah, he draws the, most of the attention on the TV show as well. With it right really in front does. Of the camera. Well, that's him what happens. Is all I look at. That, that's what happens when you have a fucking karaoke segment. <laughs> Smackdown so, was fucking terrible last night. Though. Oh, it was so Jesus bad. Christ! All over the whole thing was brutal. I, I was kind of enjoying the opening segment with with Jeff Hardy and Miz and Morrison and stuff. 
And then, you know, you knew a match was going to come from it. The match wasn't great. But then it just fucking nosedived after that. Big E and Kofi were about the only things I enjoyed, really. Another promo ba- promo backstage. That was kind of funny. John Morrison, since he's come back, has been a revelation for me. Phenomenal. I remember him back when he was on his first run as John Morrison. You know, he had a few. I think he even had a couple of actual WWE title matches back then before he left. And I thought he was fucking the drizzling shit couldn't speak for love nor money had a terrible finisher which he kind of still has but he's gotten a little bit better at it but just everything about him now he just carries himself so much better now the man can do a front flip elbow drop (laughs) just throwing that out there he can do a front flip elbow drop yet he's still using starship pain as a finish yeah sure it's one of those classic WWE things ooh it looks good therefore it'll look good on TV kind of a thing so does a front flip elbow drop I, yeah, but they don't know what things are. That's true. <laughs> but I can't believe. Like, we only had the Undertaker tribute. Was that last week or the week before? Two weeks ago. Two weeks two ago. Weeks ago. Oh. So they had an entire kind of show where they couldn't have proper segments because of the lack of talent because of the whole COVID testing scenario. So not only two weeks later, they went and actually fucking had a segment on their show, which took up around 25, 30 minutes of TV time, including ads, where they re-broadcast a match that happened on Backlash. What is yeah. the justification for that? I was I put it on Twitter last night. I went to the bathroom and then I came back and I saw Bray Wyatt coming out with the Firefly Funhouse music. And I thought it was a segment. And it was like, you know, for the Intercontinental t- or the Universal Title match. I was like, is this, excuse me, is this a Universal Title or a Firefly Funhouse thing? And I was like, oh no, wait, they're replaying the fucking match from a few weeks ago at Money in the Bank. You wouldn't even mind if it was a good match, but it really wasn't. And the fact that that had no fans and it really kind of reinforced just how shit that period of no fans wrestling was. Yeah, truly awful. And when you think of the roster they have, like you could easily have dragged out that um, Cesaro Nakamura New Day match to be a, a, we joke about it, but a two or three falls match or something like that. You had Sasha and Bailey there, you could have extended that or did something more. Sonya and Mandy didn't have anything. Otis and Tucker didn't have anything. Uh, John Morrison didn't have a match. You know, there's so much more. AJ Styles was obviously there, or, well, he was potentially there because he had a backstage segment. You probably had Daniel Bryan and his coach, Drew Gulak, there doing nothing as well. Like, you've got all of this talent there and you can't do anything with them. So you have but to they, broadcast a fucking match that no one enjoyed the first time that took up a quarter of your TV show. But they have to Did try and hype for a showdown at the Swamp. <laughs> it's real. Showdown at Swamp is real. Unfortunately, real, like nearly, <laughs> nearly everybody on the Southpaw Regional Wrestling roster has already been sacked. So <laughs> there's yeah. a lot of people that aren't there anymore. Um, but but yeah, I am not looking forward to that. That is going to be probably my least excitable match for the show. That's fine. You've three cinematic matches to choose from on the show. It's grand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently it's going to the CGI being used for the Eye for an Eye match with Rollins and Rey Mysterio. Where they are going oh, to do something where an eye gets pulled out. My eye. I'm and there's the, to get steps in it. there's the pub, the pub fight as well. Yeah. yeah. Bar, bar fight. Um, what do you make of the Jeff and uh, Seamus thing? I, I'm enjoying Eight. it because it's a little real. You know, it's a little, cut, it's cutting to the bone a little bit. But a lot of people don't like it. I don't like it for the one simple reason that it's not something that just took place in the past and that everyone's moved on from. It's something that can happen again at any moment. So, you know, he's relapsed 
a couple of times now i can't remember exactly how many times or he's had new instances of new issues whether it's drink drugs or whatever there's nothing to say that in six months time he doesn't get an injury or something doesn't happen in his personal life and he goes off the rails and relapses again and then you look back at this segment or this past few weeks of this storyline and you're thinking geez they really shouldn't have done that it's just why are you taking a risk and i can't imagine that it was his idea you know because no. obviously Rebby and matt are pissed off they aired their thoughts on it already so i can't imagine that this is something he came up with or that uh, it, it stinks of a vince mcmahon storyline really like a hundred percent Remember rest, like WrestleMania time where a picture came out of him holding the world title and we thought we were actually going to see Jeff as a world champ again and uh, instead, look at him. Yeah. So uh, like, so even if you take away his history, I don't even think I'd enjoy the storyline then because it it's kind of touching on something that you really don't need to touch on. That's why I yeah. like it though. It's better than, you know, than feuding the over something bullshit. Yeah. Uh, it's I, I better, like it's it. better than starting a match off a karaoke segment. Exactly. <laughs> I don't even know if it is, especially for a company that has had so much bad publicity, not even historically, but even recently with the dark side of the ring with their substance abuse issues. So, you know, bringing this back to light again, albeit in a kind of newer way or a fresher way, it's just don't do it. You don't need to do it. It's like booking two guys in a match that neither of them can lose. Don't book the match if no one can win it don't book a storyline like this because you're not going to get enough out of it the juice is you not you mean like the main event that everyone could see coming a mile off that was going to be ending a DQ to get them to the uh, pay-per-view uh, my head hurts why was that the main event for the love of no god why because they had to do the table spot to set up a match for extreme rules yep. yeah it's going it to be is. a stairs match yeah no no the <laughs> stairs match is going to be the eye for an eye match yeah <laughs> do you hear the crack um, Rey Mysterio is working without a contract yeah, yeah, I believe he's that. on one of these Jericho handshake deals. So is this how they write him off? Will he be Luger? Well, considered <laughs> yeah. you have to have someone lose an eye, and you're not going to have Seth Rollins, you know, wear anything an eye patch for the rest of his career. You kind of <laughs> need to have Ray lose this. You <laughs> see that, Nick? You see that they wouldn't have Seth Rollins wearing an eye patch for the rest of his career. Now, it's WWE. <laughs> due, to, due to advances in medical technology, Seth Rollins is now going to wrestle with a new prosthetic eye and just have more contact. I, we joke, I, I literally said it about 45 seconds ago. Don't book the match if no one can lose it. This eye for an eye situation, the only way that it works, like you said, is if this is Ray's last match and this is his way of killing him off effectively. No, he can wrestle with one eye. He just—he'll have very bad depth perception. He's totally going to fuck up many six one nines. <laughs> He's just going to start jumping like three feet before he reaches the ropes. <laughs> like watching that on from Monday Night Raw. Did anyone else just hear that and think, "Yeah, what?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the only way to win is to remove the other man's eye. That's literally what they said. Yep. Yeah. I used to be forks littered around the ring. <laughs> I feel like like money in the bank with the ladders on for the stage, just giant forks. <laughs> what? I what? My brain still has not been able to wrap itself around this, and it's what four or five days later. So why are you doing this? So yeah. who brings the pudding? <laughs> <laughs> He's not supposed to get pudding in it. My eye hole. Yeah, it's not gonna go. It's not gonna go well. 
like this this whole pay-per-view is going to be a shit show it's actually going to be a horror show like the horror show the, the just the lack of self-awareness with the n- naming it the horror show is fucking hilarious to me I can't I always wait. thought the horror show would be a Saudi show but whatever yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you couldn't have that match in Saudi Arabia you know they'd have to keep kayfabe someone would have to lose an eye <laughs> you're, you're only you're only taking his eye <laughs> <laughs> doesn't seem very efficient when you could just remove did, the whole head. Why? Did, you know? did he look at a woman's ankles in public? <laughs> no, they'd kill the woman for having her ankles out in public. That's, what I, that's the way it is, yeah. That's the way they think. Oh, the Saudis. They'll be on to us again now. Wait till you see. The Mixler chat will appear. <laughs> we have a plus one elsewhere, so uh, they're a great bunch of lads. They're a great bunch of lads. <laughs> Howie uh, and Mohammed bin Salman. He was anyway. on the pod that time as well. Yeah, fair so play to him here, episode 100. Yep. I mentioned Evolution 2. What are your thoughts on if they can do that? And if we're looking at it being potentially on the August 30th date, that's just two and a half months away. Or even no, See, one and a half months away. So you're talking six to seven weeks away. What sort of card could you put together for that if you were to do it? A heavily well, seemed, NXT based card is what you yeah, put together for that. Yeah. It's going to be like it's going to be done like a takeover. It'll be on the Saturday night of the weekend type thing. But they can't, okay. like, they're going to struggle to get NXT UK folks over. Now, not to say that there's a huge amount of people from the NXT UK roster you'd have on a card like this, but... You'd have Tony you know, Storm anyway. You'd have Tony, else. you'd have Kaylee Ray. I, I reckon if they'd had NXT UK running and the way they were building her, Valkyrie may have been a shot. Yeah. They're really starting I, to build her. Piper still performing or is she injured at the minute? Um, I think she... Oh no, she had the Bell's palsy, but she came back. I'm not sure. Antox puts a good point in the chat there. The main event is probably Sasha and Bailey. Yeah. Or unless, do you hold that off for SummerSlam? Unless the rumors are true of them potentially yeah. debuting the fucking the, yeah shitbag herself, Tessa Blanchard. <laughs> the rumor is that the show is going to be built around Tessa Blanchard. Tessa versus a returning Charlotte. Probably. Blanchard no. versus Flair. Maybe. Which means you'll have that. to get the title onto Charlotte before then. So who's who's, lo- who's going to lose their title? Probably Asuka. Because you know they're going to do it. They're not going to have Charlotte not defend a title on this thing. That's the thing, but, right? That's is, This is the thing that WWE never realize. And it's something that really hurts my head. And it's traveled across into NXT now. You don't need the title belt for a match to be important. You do not need a title belt for the match to be important. Just look at how, the impact a title match or title belt has had on The Fiend. They ruined the fiend's character by putting the belt on him too soon they are potentially going to do that with carrying cross in nxt ah, i want to talk about that we'll get to it think. we'll get to it charlotte she's going to break her dad's record that's a given i think at oh, this yeah. stage by the end of the year six yeah. weeks <laughs> six weeks to the show we thought it'd be There's... done in 2019 i can't believe it's taking her this long i mean she yes, needs to up her game now. Six weeks yeah, before the, she have three shot raids a bit. She's having to book it around when her surgeon is available. <laughs> um, Bailey, Sasha, I, I'm not going to lie. It's probably the most entertaining part of main roster wrestling right now. Oh, is, yeah. is their tag run slash pending implosion that you know they're teasing for so long? I'm I'm actually loving it, and they're, I give them credit. They're booking it very well. And I'm loving the the interjection with Asuka and even EO on NXT and potentially Kyrie now, even though no one really knows how long Kyrie's going to be around for potentially longer now because of the whole lack of travel and 
postponement of NXT Japan. But I could see them imploding it potentially for that Evolution 2 and maybe having to blow off on SummerSlam. So you could have, say, they lose the tag titles oh, on no, Evolution no, 2. No. You know what's going to happen then. They're going to 50-50 it. Sasha will win the first night and Bailey will win the second. <laughs> no, what I would do, and it's something that they really haven't kind of done in recent memory anyway at least, is, for example, have them kind of have the status quo like they are now all the way through to Evolution 2. So they're kind of barely teasing a, a fallout. Not even teasing, but just subtle notes of it. But then they lose the tag titles at Evolution 2 to whoever. You could say Asuka and Kyrie. No, don't don't make Steve Ooh. angry. Ooh. <laughs> but they and they do they lose the titles by someone fucking up or someone potentially turning their back. So you have the massive blow up as them losing the titles. And then the fallout of that is whoever's the champion presumably Bailey's still the champion then Sasha turns and say I want that title and I want it tomorrow night in SummerSlam so you have a, an immediate one day booking Time, so you turn time, around, timing so, issues here SummerSlam is before is, yeah, is the week before. week before Evolution ah, but Evolution isn't announced the, the story I read was that it was going to be the weekend of SummerSlam Hmm. Yeah, that's what that's what I was leading to believe, and I know SummerSlam was kind of confirmed as the the week before. Now, obviously, you've, you've confirmed it, but I think that was more so for the booking of the venue, the overall event itself. But if there's not going to be a live venue and it's going to be in the PC, then pushing it back a week is a non-issue. It's just something that they can do. So, assuming in that logic that this is the night before SummerSlam, then that's how I'd love to see it do a one-night booking where you just have, oh holy fuck, I need to tune in tomorrow night to see it. Not this fucking yeah. drawn out match. It's just something new. It's something they haven't really done in recent memory. What I want to see is at, at Extreme Rules, both titles flip. And then we get to see Bailey have to deal with Sasha being the yeah. champ and not having a, and not having a bit of time mm. herself. That's the way I want to see them to go. But we'll see what happens. That would be nice, other than I just can't stand Nikki Cross right now. Nikki Cross is amazing. The best on commentary. <laughs> no, she's, no, she's just too no. much. Bailey, Bailey on commentary mentioning the ting things. That's. <laughs> I have to say, it's been a long time since we opened the show talking about main roster. We normally put that to the end of the show when people don't listen. <laughs> we started main roster because of how bad the main roster was. True. Yeah. And we true. just kind of ran with it. Yeah. Like the women's division on the main roster right now is crossing both ends of the spectrum. It's the best thing and it's also the worst thing. Yep. Actually, but, can I just take a second? Times. We've criticized, rightfully so, all of us that AEW's women division is the worst kind of across the spectrum of women's wrestling right now. You could argue that Impact is possibly the best behind NXT. We AEW's women's division just lost the 24-7 title to WWE main roster women. Yep. How in 2020... This is 2020 fucking translating itself into WWE booking right now. <laughs> The, the the Nightmare Collective was so bad they got rid of it immediately and it was the 24-7 champion for what like six months something like yeah. that more <laughs> seven I feel like, like that was November time no it was no it was it was, it was this year it was definitely this year yeah no no it was this year that, whenever we I think Nightmare January, Collective February. might have won yeah. twice did they did they Possibly. win did they oh, beat no, we themselves had dark order. didn't a dark order segment win it first oh, for a week yeah. or something wasn't it and then nightmare collective was a week or two after remember yeah yep very true um but but yeah. like they, WWE have a great women's division they're just not using them that's the problem 
Like I mean, you got you got Shayna Baszler there doing a match on main event. You've got like you've got plenty Shame of talented thing. people on the roster that you're just well Bianca Belair same she's just on main event doing not when brought up brought to street profits and then nothing she uh, hasn't seen on she, TV in about two months. Chelsea Green was called up and she hasn't debuted yet. She's called up like two months. One hundred percent agree. With yeah, yeah I one hundred percent agree with Nick. But both of those women are on Raw. Both of those women are on Raw. If you look at the SmackDown women's roster. You've got the tag champs who are both on SmackDown anyway, Bailey and Sasha. You've got Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. And then you've got the four karaoke contestants. But here's the thing, where's Mandy and Sonya? Because they were fucking brilliant. Yeah. That you know when Sonya had cutting these promos on uh, Mandy it was great crack. Um Carmella on SmackDown too, don't you? She were, I can't even remember anymore. Uh, Pretty sure she's she not SmackDown. Yeah. So you got yeah. Carmella, you've got Mandy and Sonya. Mandy's never going to be more than eye candy, let's be honest here. Her wrestling okay. ability is not very good. But Sonya, I would strap a rocket to and send her to the moon because she has impressed me greatly with her uh, kind of character and promo work in the last three months or so. And kind of her in-ring work was always fairly solid. And if she can get in there with the right people, so your Sashes, your Baileys, your Charlottes, she would put on good quality matches. I think Ember yeah. possibly is on SmackDown as well. She is, but she's obviously still out injured, so yeah, potentially done, done. Potentially done, yeah. Hmm. I don't that'll break that right now. That'll break the Baba heart. That will seriously break the Baba heart. Well, that was her that said it. She said it herself yeah, that she thinks her career might be over. That's just booking, son. I don't know. She's working, yeah. Working yeah. That's all. We, we we hope. I say that in hope, obviously. Just some random night, not long after we're back in arenas with crowds, the lights go out, come back on, and she's perched on the top rope, and it hits a fucking eclipse on Charlotte or something. That finisher, my fucking god, fucking lays her out. That's all uh, I want. Yep. Speaking of arenas with crowds, go crowd on. Re- wrestling with crowds is back in Japanese form. Oh yeah. Yeah. New Japan today, Osaka Joe Hall. There was a crowd. I think it's twenty five percent capacity, but they had they had a crowd. Did anyone watch nope. it? Uh, it's it was the English commentary version isn't up yet because they not doing it live. It's been recorded after the commentary part. So I've seen the spoilers and what happens in the main seg- main event segment. Uh, but it's up in Japanese. I know to watch it, but yeah, crowd wrestling what? and big angle happened. Ooh. Shall we talk about the big angle? Big, big angle happened. Tell me. I, I don't, don't know, know what it is, but I want to know. I want to know. Okay. Big angle from New Japan. But if you want, I don't want spoilers. Tune out for the next whatever length of time. Yeah. Uh, so it is the final of the New Japan Cup. Uh, it is Katsuchika Okada versus Evil. Uh, Evil gets the win. Uh, so we do that. That means Evil faces that's the Unite over both belts tomorrow. Ash Dominion uh, Naito comes down to, they do a little thing in Japanese don't know what they said uh, but they go up to do the you know the the, the hand up thing fist up go, thing they do and uh, Evil attacks Naito beats the crap out of him and out come Bullet Club uh, Evil is now a member of Bullet Club whoa nice nice cool that is good shit, shit. that's good Wow, okay, that's really, pretty cool. It was really well done. They, I'll, I'll send you on the clip. They, they put up a video of basically the whole end segment on their YouTube. 
or on Twitter. So I'll send it you the was... link. Like for I haven't seen New Japan probably since Wrestle Kingdom. I know they haven't done much with the whole COVID era. Yeah. But I think it was fairly obvious for most to see that uh, Lij something big had to happen. Mm. It, it was very bloated for what they are. And they were all very kind of face-ish heavy. So something needed to change. Some, everyone kind of thought it was going to be kind of a, a Bullet Club style, you know, division or, or a diversion almost. But uh, I like that. That's that's good. Also, I hate evil. And uh, Nikki knows why I hate evil. Where did you touch you? He solely hates evil because he's engaged to Eosh, right? Oh, right. So it's not where he touch fits. It's where he touches EO. I see. I see. <laughs> that is a very valid reason to dislike that man. Um, Rory put a list in there of people who have missed TV since the COVID now two of them are back so since the testing uh, Dana Brooke Carmella Naomi so Dana and Naomi came back last night Uh, Street Profits Velveteen Dream Austin Theory Daniel Bryan Finn Balor Liv Morgan Mandy Rose Natalia Nia Jax hey Otis Tucker Mojo Raleigh uh, Chad Gable not, no, not that, these words that I see here no no he said the right name Gable. Chad Gable uh, Raquel Gonzalez uh, Giant Gonzalez as we call her uh, Seamus and Sonia Deville now two of those probably aren't Covid related Theory and Who? Theory. What could you possibly dream. mean? <laughs> <laughs> they uh, yeah. Current circumstances um, Yes Leave it at that Just yes. quickly touching on the quickly looking back to the Bullet Club thing do you reckon this could possibly be to try and fill out Bullet Club's numbers if they're going back running shows again on the off chance that like the Jay White and Phantasmo can't get back into the country yeah like when I said Bullet Club came out it was all the Japanese contingent of Bullet Club that came yeah. out because none of the rest of them are there like where are the two boys there in uh, Aussie land is it Aussie no he's New Zealand uh, Jay is New Zealand Phantasmo is Canadian it's but Canadian was living in the, U- in the UK maybe living in the UK oh, okay um, like I'm not sure if, well, I, I didn't see all of the people who came out like Chase Owens technically is I'm not he's sure he, was, club. he wasn't there he wasn't he's there. yeah he's still there like he's obviously he's American but I don't know how much time he's spending in Japan then you have like Safale and all them who kind of come and go so there could be down quite a lot of people there if yeah like the, who came out to to uh, to welcome him in the Bullet Club was Gato Jado, uh, Ishimori, and uh, Takahashi to Yujiro Takahashi. So it's a, just the Japanese members because they're the only ones no, over there. No Kenta. Uh, I didn't see Kenta. Kenta hasn't been wasn't at all at any of these. Yeah, so maybe he he could be out of the country as well. Yeah. So you know they're doing a lot of their their main hitters there, like so they might have to bring in someone. So. Surprised um, storyline off it like very surprised they had evil beat Okada. It's very strange. I'm not I, I, know, I, he... I haven't I haven't seen the match, I'd imagine. I know he like the semi final was Okada versus or sorry, it was uh Evil versus Sonata and Evil went proper heel on like low blows and everything on his tag team partner like and stuff to win. So I'd imagine there was probably a decent amount of shenanigans involved, but I haven't seen the match itself yet, so And also his cool. music. His music fucks. It does. Probably change now. Yeah, using Bullet Club. Oh, it better not. <laughs> oh, although a Bullet Club remix of it might be all right. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I love Nighthawk's music. It's just like fucking having a, a spasm or something. It's just so <laughs> much going on. It's classic like Japanese video game music, I think. 100%, yeah. Speaking as someone who doesn't play much video games, I hear that music and that's what I think of. Yeah. It's fantastic. That's why I love it. Um, 
Yeah. Thoughts and feelings then before we move we we'll move on. We'll do Wednesday and we might come back to main roster later. Um, I just seen something funny on on the internet, right? Um it's not wrestling internet. related. It's not wrestling related, but I think it's quite funny, so I'm gonna share it with you anyway. Um do you know Kyo's crisps? Oh they're, I read this. Yeah. They're like say a, a Pringles brand or something like that. They're just effectively a brand of crisps or potato chips as the, the Yanks would say. Um, and they released a statement today because they were getting inundated with questions uh, relating to uh, a potential cannabis farm being grown by a member of Kyo's. <laughs> so their statement is, following media coverage related to Kyo's family business and the reporting of unlicensed cultivation of cannabis by a family member, Kyo's farm would like to confirm that this has occurred and communicate the following details of the situation. <laughs> Tony Kyo, 64, is a retired farmer from North County, Dublin, and uncle to Tom Kyo, founder of Kyo's Crisps. Unbeknownst to the Kyo family, Tony, who officially retired from the family business in 2019, had been researching medicinal cannabis production around the world following the move by the Irish government to legalize medicinal cannabis last year. This is 100% legit. I'm reading this. This this isn't like a script from South Park. Tony did not reveal his intentions to anybody, nor did he seek legal advice at any stage. Tony had been cultivating the plants in a small area of an unused glasshouse within full view of the public road. <laughs> and, and as such, a member of the public reported the activities to the guards. When questioned by the guardie, Tony immediately admitted full responsibility and was charged on Friday, July 10th. As a family-branded business, we acknowledge we must take responsibilities for the actions of our family members, regardless of them being actively involved in our business or not. As a business, we employ 115 people and are committed to producing the finest fresh potatoes and crisps for our, country, for our customers. And, our and cannabis. And, <laughs> and cannabis. I, I read that as we were talking there. I, I legitimately thought that this was a piss take. No. But it's real. Read the statement again to yourself and replace the word crisps with cannabis. <laughs> I can't believe that that is a thing. I love I it. Even, I have an even better one. I sent this to a person I know that may work for Wayfair. Uh, I saw this last night when I was going to bed. Wayfair confirms... Oh, sorry. I, to, I need to work out this new mic situation. Wayfair con- confirms that there's no truth to conspiracy theories about human trafficking. The online retailer Wayfair responded to reporters' um, individual inquiries into a conspiracy theory that gained traction on Friday that it was illegally or allegedly using storage cabinets to ship children. So people started the conspiracy theory and I I got the inside scoop on it. Uh, I don't know how much I can say. So there was a conspiracy theory started somewhere. I probably read it as a joke. And Wayfair had to officially respond to it because people thought that children were being shipped in wardrobes true story oh, yeah. uh, imagine having to release that statement so I think no, there was some mic- children. they had to remove SKUs from the website because there, there, there was some pictures you know where they show lifestyle images of a product where there'd be uh, a family sitting down and it might be for a coffee table or you know something like that there was pictures yeah. of kids near a wardrobe <laughs> that's how it started <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Just for a stipulation, I get the asterisks on the on the PDP. Children not included. <laughs> oh, I have to I have to send that meme to Kira now. Do you come with the wardrobe? <laughs> oh, you. <laughs> 
Um, I've just seen something on the Twitter that should not exist. CNN's description of Jack Charlton. Oh, God. Oh, I saw that. Right, see if you can spot all of the issues with this. So, <laughs> Jack Charlton dies at 85. Yeah. Uh, 1996 British World Cup winner. Oh, Lord. So, wrong year and obviously... Yeah. <laughs> English football giant for Leeds United. Oh. Uh, well, he was key, quite tall, to be fair. He was. Key player on the team that won the 1966 World Cup. They corrected themselves. Got that one. Yeah, their own, this is the one fucking graphic. This is the one graphic. <laughs> was named 1997 Footballer of the Year. Wow. And went on to manage other football teams. <laughs> oh come on talk about taking someone's childhood away <laughs> was known for 10 years for managing some sort of other football team <laughs> well apparently I... apparently he left Ireland management and went on to become footballer of the year after he won the <laughs> World Cup for Britain that's quite the stat in the year, in the year, in a year of, that uh, didn't have a World Cup, which is impressive. Yeah, it was Euro '96 as well in England. Even better. Uh, <laughs> oh, maybe that's what? maybe that's where they got it mixed up because Euro '96 was in England and the World Cup '66 was in England. So that it's an it's an you know black and white color. It's an easy mistake to make. Ooh, Good lord! Black and white. Don't, don't be saying that. You can't be saying that's a racist. Hashtag How is it racist? How is it racist? Good lord! As Rory says as well, it's not like Wayfair are going to Wayfair are not going to admit to this, obviously, as Rory says. <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds just like what someone who was trafficking children in wardrobes would say. Ah, <laughs> uh, good lord! Um, shit, uh, sorry. If people are going to have, there's going to be an adjustment period. I keep turning the wrong way for the microphone, so sorry. Go uh, Wednesday weather. night. Wednesday night wars, so to speak. Uh, Guy Frieri wins again with over a million viewers on two shows. Um, I didn't see how my £600 life did, but I'm going to have to start watching Guy's Grocery Games, lads, because a lot of people love it. Did Guy win the demographic, though? He, I don't know if he did. I think AEW won the demographic on that as well. Ooh. It's hard to say. Fair play. To fair play. I heard the best way to describe it ever um, was like, it's like saying... You lost the football game, but you had the most first downs. <laughs> you know, it's like... Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, uh, yes. But anyway. Um, look at you talking football things. Oh, look, I mean, I got that reference. Speaking of football, any score update in the Chelsea-Sheffield United game? Still two What's on the clock? Uh, 15 left. 20 Lovely. left. Lovely. Lovely. Beautiful. We're playing Southampton on Monday night. We'll be into third. Fantastic. Fantastic. Everything's coming. I'm by. It's, it's Monday. You're playing, is it? Monday night. Yeah. Monday night. Uh, by then, City will have heard the outcome of their appeal of their two-year ban as well, because that's on Monday afternoon, Ooh. as far as I know. Monday. Ah, they'll get away with it. Um, they'll get away with it. They always they're, do. They're getting away with it. It's been kind of unofficially reported that uh, they expect to be fully exonerated. Come Every up. time a thing is appealed, it's always fucking change they always go back yeah. on it see that's the thing right it's it's because right it's a kind of an independent body so like the fifa or uefa whoever in this situation kind of uh, gives the punishment but because then they take the the courts and take the uh, the court of arbitration and you go into the legal things 
there's so many kind of legal loopholes that you can kind of jump through or you can use that say that the FIFAs or the UEFAs in the world don't cover off properly. So it's, you know, or Man City might be guilty of a, a crime, but they're not guilty if, if they do A, B or C. But, you know, FIFA or whatever don't take acknowledgement to that. And they're just like, well, you broke the rules, so you're gone. But it's kind of like getting out of a speeding ticket if the guard doesn't wear his hat kind of a thing, you know. They're just going to be Do you reckon they're getting OJ's lawyer in for it? Oh, yeah. Chewbacca defense. 100%. Yeah. If the glove don't fit. If the glove, if yeah. glove don't fit into the Champions League, we go. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, FIFA prefer their money in briefcases rather than nondescript burlaps. Yeah, sacks. but Vince already yeah. gave that away, so they can't. True. <laughs> True. Um, We're adding so all the Fitz, stories here. Fuck it. Fitz, tell us tales of AEW Wednesday night. Uh, Fighter Fest night two. Uh, it was. It might be better than Fighter Fest night one. It was a solid enough show all the way through. A uh, couple of highs. Like best night, of, our best match of the night for me was the eight man tag. Uh, Butcher yeah. and the Blade and Lucha Bros uh, defeating FTR and the Young Bucks. Uh, hell of a match. Really, really enjoyed it. A lot, I, I, I'm going to be the first to admit I said it before and I know you kind of want to get the the payoff quicker with FTR and the Young Bucks I'm I'm loving the build for this it's it's you know to keep them away to build the anticipation kind of a, I'm, I, I'm loving it um, the spot should we talk about that the, the Canadian destroyer off Ooh, the top the, into the crowd of people the, concussion the dumbest thing yeah the dumbest thing I've seen them do yet I, I, I would agree I would definitely would have advised against it um it just seemed unnecessary, but I watched it a few times. And I was specifically looking at the the movement of um, of Nick Jackson just to see, you know, what was the potential of risk. It actually wasn't as bad as what it could have been because of the kind of the head position between the legs of Ray Phoenix. So it's the only way that I could kind of can work it. Is his head was sandwiched between the legs of Ray Phoenix. So unless he literally came straight down on top of someone else's head, which obviously could have happened he was going to be fine because the, the legs would have protected him uh, as such but like they, they love their flippy shit granted we all know that just do something else you know they, the they huge worries of, the huge worries of what if they weren't caught there's history of of people not being caught in AEW and three night three times in one night and all that shit that time like yeah. that was frightening yeah I, I, don't, I don't disagree with that either it's again it's risk and how much of a calculated risk that you're taking that's kind of where you need to pull into it i suppose if you consider kind of the young bucks and um the lucha bros i'd be fairly confident that they would be better at calculating the risk than most other tag teams in terms of flippy shit you know they're they've been around a long time they do a lot of this shit more than other people so if you're looking at the likes of private party for example who've only been on, around the block for a couple of years i'd be more inclined to think that they would have a bad spot or a bad landing or a bad flip than the young bucks or the lucha bros again it's all come down to calculated risk did it need to do it no would it have kind of made the match worse if they didn't do it no it's it's just one of those things where and it, it hurts them because of the reputation that they have built of being spot monkeys that they kind of need to they feel like they need to live up to that at certain times and have a, a holy shit moment in a match but that kind of feeds it really does feed into it because it's like you always hear about people that are doing crazy spots we're like what next maybe now now you do this what next 
It's like you keep doing yeah. Canadian destroyers and dives. Now you have to do both of them together. <laughs> it's just like, what yeah. next? No, I, like I said, I, I completely agree. If, if if they didn't do that, I don't think the match would have suffered in any way from not having it. It's just, it. it's something I, I personally would like to see them move away from as well. As to, and it's something that they could do as a special feature, for want of a better kind of phrase, is that if you have a pay-per-view match, and we, this was effectively a pay-per-view match because they build it as a pay-per-view on live TV, on free TV, that you know you can have the oh holy shit moment if it's jumping off a twenty foot ladder or, or whatever the case may be, just you know tone down the risk. It's it's like fucking Darby Allen doing his stupid coffin drop from a ladder through another ladder kind of a thing. It's just like you don't jump off you, on the skateboard through a ladder. That's what it was. Sorry, yeah, it was jumped off through skate. That that was the most unnecessary thing I've probably seen anyone in AEW do to date. Uh, but this match in general, I loved it. I loved the cohesion between FTR and the Young Bucks, the the crossover between them using each other's finishing moves. So you had, say, Cash Wheeler and Nick Jackson doing a move, and then you had Matt Jackson and Dax Harwood doing a move. So, you know, I, I love that little kind of nuance there where they're working together, but then the finish came from them not working together or having a miscommunication, and the Young Bucks taking the pin. I think most people thought that FTR Young Bucks were going to win this. And I like the fact that they didn't. And it kind of sets up the match next week for FTR and the Lucha Bros, which, please God, hook it up to my veins. I figured they'd lose because of it. And then potentially they attacked each other after the match. I thought that was what was going to happen, but they shook hands. Yeah, and I love it. This, this is what I mean. It's, it, they're drawing this out, for me, at the right pace. They're, they're not going to do this with an empty arena they're going to yeah. try and drag this out to fans I would hope so and they already right? have fans just quietly well, okay, real like yeah. fans, fans that aren't Britt Baker sitting on the back of a fucking truck <laughs> no, I they, love they have that stadium there's people at the back of that stadium yeah there is they, yeah. They could, we've they seen them even with them. the brawls yeah. Yeah. yeah you could tell when they came in as well it was only a couple of weeks ago because it got way louder like I remember putting thing in the group going is there, is there a crowd at AEW tonight because it was it was like something you'd seen from an old movie. You're like, oh, I remember what that used to sound like. Crowds. <laughs> to be fair to Jordan, he mentioned it in the in one of the chats that he thought that they might have been pumping in noise for at least the opening match, the the Omega Hangman versus Private Party, because he kind of thought that they were a bit loud in spots and potentially reusing pop noises. So it's possible that, especially with the benefit of recording, that they did possibly pump in some noise can't really fault them for it everyone does it WWE do it to death enhanced experience Atlanta oh, Falcons yeah. don't don't even start <laughs> Atlanta Falcons but uh, no I, I don't mind that I, again I don't even mind the fans being in there because you know America's a fucking shitstorm at this stage anyway they might as well just reopen everything at this stage Disney World's open oh yeah. Jesus Christ can you imagine that cesspool <laughs> I guarantee I you Zack Ryder is there he queued up for day one he was there He's already actually. He, now that I think about it, I remember he put a thing up on Twitter saying he was at a hotel. I guarantee you, he was in Disneyland. That makes the, total sense to me now. I was down at Disney with all the NBA lads. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what it was? I saw an interview with Diana Parazza with uh, Parazzo with um, Chris Van Vliet, and on that interview, she was saying that it was just her birthday, just a week before, and. You know, she didn't do anything mad for it, but she went out for dinner with some of her old friends. And some of her old friends are some people that we would see in NXT right now. I think she name-dropped Chelsea and... Um, is it Matt is his real name? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they all met up for dinner. 
Um, so yeah, the, the, they're they're getting around. You know, the, the lockdown in Florida is, as you'd imagine, non-existent. Uh, so that's not surprising. And so I would one hundred percent agree with you that he's gone to to Disneyland. Apparently, there is that was one of the things is heat backstage in WWE of younger crowd that were going out to bars and and restaurants while all this was going on, and that's yeah. what probably caused a lot of these cases. They were also unhappy yeah, so. that people were posting that they had the COVID. Yeah. They're not happy with Kayla. Ah, yeah. fuck off. Do you know what I mean? Like, like she has it twice because of you. She got it twice because of WWE. Like, like that's just ridiculously um, insensitive for one, but it's, it's possibly libelous to another degree as well, because if... So Kayla for example she got it and she's not allowed to tell people or if you know if you ran into Kayla at the supermarket you'd want to know that she potentially was infected at, at that time and you're thinking Jesus I spoke to her I shook her hand I got a photograph with her am I infected now but they're not releasing this information they had arguably I think over 30 confirmed cases was the the reported figure by the likes of Fightful and, uh, and the rest of them that's 30 people whether they were on stage or on screen talent or not, you could assume that at least half of them were. So that's potentially 15 people that people would notice on the street or notice at a supermarket or whatever that potentially could have met for autographs, pictures, whatever. And the public don't know about that. If you're a public figure like that, you should be um, allowed to tell people. Like, look at the likes of Renee. She was honorable enough to, to say that she had it. Why can't other people do that? Bollocks. They were directed not to, so what can you do? Bollocks. Well, what can I do? I know what I can do. I'm opening this can. Ooh. A libation. Puff of all. 3 0 Sheffield United. Uh, David <clears throat> McGoldrick actually fucking scored a goal today, by the way. What the fuck? Lovely. He scored two. Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> His first two goals of the season in the Premier League. United are going to fuck this up, lads. I, uh, you know when, when, I don't trust the fuck, them. When's the Euro playoffs? Can we fucking have it tomorrow if McGoldrick <laughs> is on form? Isn't that, <laughs> isn't that a kind of a, a fitting tribute to the greatest Irish manager of all time that the current Irish centre-forward breaks his Premier League duck today and scores two? <laughs> it's With poetic. four games to play. Four games left in the season and he finally scored. Yeah. Hey! <laughs> Bless him, he thought he'd scored a goal earlier in the season at uh, White Hart Lane, but uh, it was ruled off because the person who crossed the ball in's big toe was offside. Stupid uh, toe. We, we need to have a show on VAR. I'm fed up of it now. <laughs> Fucking hell. Tell you. Um, will, we do, will we do an end of a season one where we just rant about it for half an hour? Yeah, we'll C just show. call it the VAR episode. The C show. Um, any other thoughts then from AEW? Uh, yeah, the... like. That was my favorite match of the night, the eight-man tag, but uh, it wasn't too far ahead of the main event, Jericho and Orange Cassidy. See, so you hit the nail on the head a couple of weeks ago when you said that Jericho has made Orange Cassidy relevant and explained it made him, people that didn't... made him make that. sense. Yeah, made and, the character and, make sense. And the way they've told that story is exactly how it should have been told as well, is that Jericho himself didn't understand Orange Cassidy. So he kind of took us on a journey over the last month of explaining who Orange Cassidy was and he brought out the Orange Cassidy that we've seen on TV more. So the laid back kind of character that, you know, does the fake kicks and then the, the shin kicks. But then we've seen, you know, him turn it up and being able to do the graps. 
uh, I loved it. And like, this is what I said about the kind of we chatted during the week of the two main events potentially. Well, they got the same score from Dave Meltzer. If based on pure wrestling ability, bell to bell, the NXT main event was much better match. But when you encompass everything into it, I think the story of the Jericho Orange Cassidy was better than the story of the NXT main event. So that's kind of where I could see disagree. There was no story to. There was a very little story to the NXT main event. Like that was given. Like who said? I can't remember who said it exactly. I think it might have been one of the fightful post uh, post shows, but they gave away that huge momentous kind of moment for Keith Lee purely on counter programming. That could have been a takeover main event proper push where they had him uh, with a two, three, four week lead up having the champion versus champion match. He could really build the anticipation for it. But they kind of turned that around within three weeks. It left a lot to be desired. Don't get me wrong. Video package, Sean Ryan, fan-fucking-tastic. That did as about as much as a video package can do to hype anyone for a match. But ultimately, you know, I talked about it before with the, the women's match at Evolution potentially having the one-day turnaround as something that they don't do very often. This was an example of something that they rushed too quickly, and it could have been so much better if they'd given it more organic time to develop. Uh, but that's why I like the, the build-up to Orange Cassidy and Jericho more because it, it told a better story in my mind. But the match, obviously, between Keith Lee and uh, Adam Cole was technically superior. And it didn't have the Adam Cole-isms. It didn't have... It had some false finishes, but it didn't have 105 of them, which I quite liked. Um, but, um, like, the, the NXT on USA is there to take viewers away from AEW. That's all it's there for. So I don't mind the the quick turnarounds or the counter-programming, I guess. It's not like NXT used to be. I'd argue that NXT isn't as good as it used to be uh, since they went two hours. Um, not that it's bad, but it... To know. It's, lost, it's lost its sex appeal, if, if that kind of makes sense. I don't think you get a lot of the, the developmental stuff now because it's obviously a ratings war, so they want to have their best foot forward at all times, but you lose out on, you know, people oh. like an Eric Bugenhagen won't get a match. You know, that kind of way, the, the newer guys. That, I, know, I think there was a spell there where, even in our own ratings, we kind of gave AEW a, a victory for maybe, what, seven out of nine weeks? I think during that time, NXT definitely didn't put their best foot forward. It's no. you could you could make the argument that during that time they were trying to develop storylines or develop people, but then AEW announced Fighter Fest and NXT immediately said, "Oh well, we can't let them do that. We're going to put on the Great American Bash and we're going to make it two nights, brother." And they threw a lot of things at it, and that's kind of I probably. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I probably used a bad term of best foot forward. What I mean was that their names, you know, their named character, you know, yeah. like a Keith Lee, a Finn Balor, that sort of stuff. No, you don't I'd get to see as much of the people. You know, like NXT used to be, they'd have guys learning their craft, you know, on TV and learning how the, where the hard camera is. You know, you don't have that anymore. It's kind of lost that little touch of personality. Um, yeah. No, and they got they got main rostered, you know, when they, they went to um to the two-hour show and went to uh, Live USA. It's just, it, it it's annoying. And I, I, I said that before, and it, it's not relative to this week's show because like i thought nxt this week was quite good but it's just frustrating when you see what they can do and what they do do regularly it's just underwhelming a lot of the time but it just goes to show with the great american bash that when they want to they can put on good shows now nxt this week was definitely not as good as week one 
you know, there was a lot of filler on this week's NXT show. Barred the main event match and um uh an un kind of I thought it was good. Yeah, Street Fighter liked it. Street Fights liked it. They were okay. In my mind, Street Fights are okay, but you know what you're going to get with them. It's Street Fights nothing. are done to death as well. Yeah, that, I'm, I'm uh, Street Fight. It's grand. only the second ever Street Fight for the women in NXT. Yeah, women, that's the thing. It's a women's one. It's, it has that different vibe. But uh, you mentioned about you know the night one being better and all this. Mm. I said it last week as well. There's so much filler on both shows in terms of getting it to two yeah. nights that they could have had a pay per view each out of those two nights into one night. Yeah. Each like, show could have had a big-ass pay-per-view with that. Did we need to have Breezango and Drake Maverick against fucking Mendoza, Wild, and El Chapo del Fantasma? No, and it'd be the same for the six-man on AEW this week as well. Both yeah. of those matches could have been dropped, and you wouldn't have lost anything. I mean, we could keep going down the line of things that might have been good matches, but... Mm. Santana Garrett I, made it onto what's technically supposed to be a pay-per-view level build quality card. Now, I suppose the only, the only kind of stipulation, the only kind of caveat I'll give both shows is that even though it was a pay-per-view promoted event, it was still on free TV. So I'll say, okay, if this was an actual pay-per-view where people actually had to pay money for and they put out these cards, then I'd be saying they kind of shafted the public a little. Yeah. But because they give it away free on TV, I'm thinking, okay, you get away with putting filler into it. AEW announced that it was going to be a two-night show, so fair enough. And obviously, they would they ha- they lost their main event for the second night, which sucks for them. NXT really didn't have too much of an excuse for not having a better show on night two, I think. And th- that maybe they wanted to keep the attention on the main event, probably, because um, you know the way. I thought they'd do a thing throughout the night, you know, where they'd build it slowly throughout the night. And I love them using, you know, the, the main event music from the Attitude Era. They use it again this week. You know, the dun-dun-dun-dun-dun backstage. Love that. The cage-lowering music. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was, there was so much of NXT this week that I felt underwhelmed by. Um, the, the, the street fight I thought was grand. Didn't think it was bad. Didn't think it was fantastic. I loved the finishing sequence with the, uh, the swinging neck breaker off the table onto the chairs. I thought that was very, very good. Uh, the Bronson Reed and Tony Nice kill it with fire. The set, <laughs> the setup for that match. Oh, and these two are having a fight now. And the reason is because before the show, in the uh, the dark match to liven up the crowd of people that are not even here, this happened. Oh, yo, what are you trying to do? Right <laughs> this was this completely did not need to be on the show. Like that was about... phenomenal. That was phenomenal WWE booking there. <laughs> if, if you Pay want per view to level show, and... have any filler on show? Fair enough. Like you could make the argument on say AEW that the six man with Dark Order and SU didn't need to be on it. Fair enough. I like what they did. It didn't need to be on the show, but I, I like the story they told. At least there's a story for them to tell on the show. This is like, oh, here's a happen. Here's a match, and here's why it's happening. I hated that with a passion. I actually <laughs> wanted to turn it off at that stage. Um, running through the backstage with Robert Stone and Shotzi Block- Blockart. Why did Shotzi say that, you know, she refused the invitation to join the Robert Stone brand because, uh, I'm paraphrasing, she's a lone wolf. Did she not just have a tag team title match not two weeks ago with <laughs> Tegan Knox? Doesn't matter. That was, that was on regular TV. This is a pay-per-view, okay? It's a totally different universe. Completely um, also, different. What is with uh, WWE programming um, promoting the use of vehicular manslaughter in the last month or two? That's the second yeah, instance fine. of it. Sure, they're, they're promoting eye, eye gouging as well. Like it's 
bad for the violence at the moment. Didn't know. Just, in 20 years of vehicular manslaughter. She just lightly uh, rolled over his leg with a tank. It's fine. <laughs> it's a flesh wound. It's still good. It's still good. Uh, Johnny and Swerve was a very good match. But again, was yeah. there a reason for this match? Was there something happening before to say that this should have happened? There was the thing I last seem week. to remember Swerve something last week. last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Swerve pulled apart Mia and Candace last week and then Johnny got pissed off at him for intervening. Yeah, yeah. Okay, there was something. It's weak, but I'll give it credit more it's so. Better, than it's better than them. having the karaoke segment that we then turn into a match between <laughs> someone wearing a dress and someone wearing a green fucking tracksuit. The... I'm a genius! <laughs> <laughs> Another reason why, I, again, taking the match from bell to bell, I really enjoyed it and it's worthy of a... I, put it up there maybe even a four star match because it was so good the logic behind of booking a match where neither should lose this is a perfect example of it you've got Johnny Organo the the well established NXT veteran who has that kind of high notoriety factor and you've got Isaiah Scott coming through who's you know putting on good performances and you know building a little bit of a reputation losing to Johnny like who benefited most from that? Swerve has been booked so stop start. It is, it's not even funny at this point. It's, and I'm I'm biased because everyone knows how much I love him. He's fantastic. Mm. Loved him for years. Even going back to watch him in fucking lucha for God's sake. Um, yeah, that's this is he's gonna fall victim to that booking in such a bad way because he's getting fifty fifty done over the shop. Anytime he gets momentum, they put him in a match like this, and it's just. Sweeps the legs out from under him. It it doesn't make sense. It's Alex um Alex Palowski had a great tweet. Um, I saw it on Thursday morning, but it was like in in, in twenty sixteen, if you told me that uh, uh, the revival would be on you know a different company facing the Lucha Brothers, and on the other channel you had Johnny Gargano against Killshot. <laughs> it was just like <laughs> this weird Lucha Underground timeline makes sense. It's it's, it's weird. Like Lucha Underground is everywhere. Lucha Underground has yeah. taken over the world. I bet you Joey Ryan wishes he still was under that restrictive Lucha Underground deal now. <laughs> yeah. No comment on Joey Ryan. No comment. Yeah, silence. Six month tag is real. Six month tag on NXT was grand. Um, it was probably a, a good, a better match than it was a story. Um, Fandango obviously working the the injury and all that sort of stuff. Again, good filler. I, I put that in the category of filler, but good filler. Um, the next match, Mercedes Martinez and Santana Garrett, will be an example of bad filler. It's just um, a squash. Yeah, it's question just... for you, right? Question. And, and just something I re- kind of stood out like a sore thumb to me. Mercedes coming to the ring, and as soon as her kind of Titantron and music kind of went up, immediate boos from the NXT universe. Why were they booing her? We did not know she was a heel at this because stage. Because they were told she's a heel. But if us as Clearly fans, a bad why... guy. Why have always man. been positively received in every previous appearance? Clearly a bad yeah. guy, and those promos introducing her were in no way heelish, but clearly a bad guy. See, Kevin Dunn. Kevin, um, Kevin Dunn held his sign up. Applause, please. Booze, please. <laughs> That's what happened. Like that. That. Like other than the fact. No, you know why? Them. You know why? Because they changed her music. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that. Bow, bow, bow. Things like that really wreck my head, and I would be critical of any company, whether whether they did that or not. No, you wouldn't. I one hundred percent would. I hate where they give away why we should feel like something rather than allowing us to kind of oh, come yeah. to that conclusion ourselves. 
Um, squash match, fine. No problem with the fact that she came out and squashed someone. But have her kind of heal it up in the match to say, oh, she's a bad person now. I'm going to boo her now. Because like Nikki said, for the last two years on kind of programming of NXT when we've seen her, she has been a face character. Her promos for the last two weeks of her comeback have been ambiguous <laughs> at best. Why are they booing her straight away? Gave away the entire story of what was about to happen. And that wrecked my head. Yep. <sighs> so, rap, which rap. fight for the Fallen next week? When do NXT announce Road Wild at some motorcycle rally? <laughs> I thought it was going to be Great Balls of Fire. Roadblock, end of the line. End of the line, you could do that. Um, Stomping ground. Dog. <laughs> Stomping grounds. Oh, that logo. The only good thing about that was the logo was class. <laughs> That's about it. Mid- Mid-July Havoc. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that could work. <laughs> Delight to survive or something, whatever they want to call it. <laughs> you could do heat wave. That's another one that oh, WCW yeah. did. That'd piss Cody off. They should do that. Yeah, that'd work. Yeah, they should just only use WCW pay per views to annoy Cody. Keith That's Lee versus they... Dijak in a monster truck match <laughs> <laughs> on a roof. I love it. They really are splitting and dividing the the copyrights of those old WCW pay per views, aren't they? Yeah, Cody bought up some of them. Um, I don't know how yeah. he even managed it because did they let them expire? Is it yeah, or I think so. yeah. a lot of uh, they, they have bash they have bash at the beach, don't they? Yeah, do yeah. 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 Did you see WWE apparently put in a late application for the lapsed trademark on Cody Rhodes? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah. Oh, because it, it expired like two April months ago, but they had yeah. a certain yeah. amount of time to appeal it. So now it goes to court. That's yeah. fucking hilarious. They said due to the they said they were late on the renewal application on account of the current circumstances. Do you know uh, what? I I'm all for you know the pettiness and counter programming. That that goes beyond it. I think that's that's too petty. No, it's Tom Petty. It's fucking Tom Petty. I love it. <laughs> just bring Brandy no. out whenever we get every time, and they can just introduce Miss yeah. Cody and Brandy Rose. It'll be fine. I'll no, never complain about reason... Brandy being out there. Just keep her out of the ring, please. Billy and Austin gone. The reason I am saying that is that, you know, when he left, he didn't, you know, want the copyright or he didn't want the legal route to claim his name back. He didn't argue for it. Even any of the old pay-per-views that they've used, war games or whatever, he's given it to the WWE. He's, you know, he's been more than fair in his accommodating yeah, MLW for whatever kind of Well, they do, but That's I think we can see... William Regal owns war games. There is a... <laughs> Okay. There is kind of a little thing with MLW and AEW, I think. Um, Brian, and Brian Pillman. Did exactly. Pillman work on Dark or something? Yeah, yeah, Dark Pillman. match this week. Despite being under contract with MLW for at least another year. So there's got to get Hammerstone in then to work with MJF. Because he, you know, if there's some sort of a deal there, it'd be great to see them back. Um, but oh, the Evolve deal. WWE have finished their acquisition of Evolve. I don't know if you talked about that last mm. week. Yeah, we did, yeah. We did, yeah. Sorry, I couldn't remember. So, move um, to NXT main event. What do you think of yeah. uh, Keith Lee and Adam Cole? I loved it. That was really good. Yeah. Really enjoyed it. Good match. Uh, Steve touched on it earlier. Didn't have all the Cole-isms. It actually felt like a normal, normal main event level title match, which was nice to see Cole wrestling one of them for a change. Um that's not a dig in any of his other matches. I love no, a lot, no, a lot of matches. Just, it's this just, is just a pattern. You know, you you know what you're getting when you get into it. So it was nice to see it change from the norm. Um, yeah, not really good. And I get the kind of feels they're giving this away 
on free TV to try and counter program, but I'm I'm starting to think that UE are coming up before SummerSlam. Where though? Yeah. I I think they are going to be. I th- I think they're either going to be before SummerSlam or they are at SummerSlam. Because if you look two or five live, if you look Loomis's, <laughs> like the two the two boys are out of the tag picture and account of Kyle O'Reilly not always being there anyway, so they've kind of fallen out of the tag picture. The Loomis and Roddy thing may as well be done. Uh, and now Cole is essentially on his way out of the title picture, so maybe have one more little bit of a blow off, and then. So that leads. That's me what I. The this is what I was going to talk about. The. So sorry, the the this it's not you know how Cross was watching over the match. Mm-hmm. He's not going after Lee. He's going after Cole. That's yeah. what that was the significance of the of the uh, the color. Oh, or what the, the sound of time thing on it? Yeah, the glass. Of, of time. time. <laughs> I, was, I was just literally about to say the exact same thing. I'm glad you picked up on it because it was it was kind of it was, it was very subtly done, and I'll give credit to NXT for that because if you watch that on the surface, it looks like he's there stalking the new champion. But if you kind of tie in together what he's done so far, it kind of leads into that. Carrying Cross is going to be the one who sends Adam Cole out of NXT. That Adam Cole's time is coming up. His yeah. time and is then, on TikTok. Boom. There you and go. And then when then when he has got rid of Adam Cole, that kind of establishes him as kind of the want of a new alpha. Authority. Yeah, the new alpha dog, big dog uh, in NXT. <laughs> um, and then you could potentially push him towards the title eventually, but keep him away from the title as long as fucking possible. His character does not need that title. Not for a long time. Yeah, I don't I know. I think Antox, Killian Cross. Oh, sorry. Go on. I was going to say, Antox called out in the chat as well that Lee did break the hourglass. True. He did break that hourglass backstage as well. So he has. But the thing is, they set up beef with both of them. Yep. Yeah. They yeah. cleverly set Options. up beef with both of them. So that this is where the discussion comes in. Which one's he after? Weirdly enough, clever from them for once. And no surprises mm. that it happened on NXT. Yeah, exactly. you're not you're not going to see a lad having to CGI get his eye removed on an NXT show. <laughs> karaoke showdowns, yes. I reckon oh, yeah. karaoke I mean, showdowns would be better in NXT anyway. Oh, that's they, just the way they, I see things. They technically did one. Did they have Big Cass against somebody? Big oh Cass yeah, in English back in the day. Yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah, a different NXT to be fair. It was much different uh, because you know yeah. Cass was there. Remember Cass? And Cass can sing. I remember Cass is a good singer. I miss Cass and also if, Enzo. If you were to do a karaoke show down on NXT now, who would you get? Keith Lee and someone else. Keith Lee would win. <laughs> but uh and anyway, the match uh, the match was good crack. Um I enjoyed it. Uh the funny thing was if you watch both of them, I would have been interested to see what it was like to watch live because I didn't realise Orange Cassidy was so small. But Jericho looked like the big show next to him. And then you had a situation where Lee and Cole and it was like these two tiny men <laughs> fighting these giant men. It yeah. was it was pretty funny. Jericho looked massive. Them. Yeah, Jericho looked massive compared to Cassidy. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, and I think you made the point. It was Steve that you know it's weird seeing the the baby face in NXT being kind of the the dominating physical presence. It's weird kind of when you look at that because the historically it's the way around. Yeah, the underdog is is the small guy, but the underdog was the heel. So yeah. completely something completely different the way WWE normally do things. Yeah, and that's why I kind of 
I would like to have seen more of that and they could have fleshed that out a little bit more had they not booked this via the counter programming through Fighter Fest. So again, it, it, I'm I'm picking hairs. I'm I'm kind of dissecting it probably too thin, but it's just again if 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 I'm fantasy booking this or if I'm looking for ways they could have done this better, then that's where I'd probably look at and say, okay, this was a momentous occasion. This is their and I just thought I only realized afterwards that their second black NXT champion mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in the current eco-political climate it's a fairly big moment because you know they can lean into the fact that I saw a graphic 11 out of their 15 champions are people of color right now so they're kind of really kind of reinforcing the fact that it's uh, a family product it's it's everyone inclusive but to be fair I wouldn't put Keith Lee into this I don't think that's anything to do with it in no. terms of uh, political and I think Keith Lee was destined for that oh, title yeah. anyway 100% 100% but it's just a little thing that kind of adds to it it doesn't kind of it's not the fact that he's black makes the fact that he's the champion it's the fact that he's the champion but also black it's that kind of it's like okay it's cool but I just wanted more out of this I love the fact that he's champion I didn't think they'd pull the trigger on it to be honest with you I thought there was going to be a fuck finish um, excluding the fact that there were spoilers out but I, I stayed away from them I assumed the spoilers were real and yeah 100% that they, they told what happened um, and the AEW spoilers were completely accurate as well yeah I'm surprised uh, I'm surprised that AEW kind of let or booked it or and recorded it so far in advance when did, I think they put it out themselves who else put it out there it's possible because um, no, no other AEW show has been leaked uh, well, while we're talking, in, in the COVID area Sorry. while we're talking about spoilers and main events BTE this week chef's kiss for how they handled the reveal of me. spoilers so they had BTE this week uh, they had the Young Bucks Kenny and Hangman backstage in Daily Space or the hotel or wherever they were and Kenny goes did you see what the other guys did <laughs> It was absolute chef's kiss. Like, yeah, it you, was very you, funny. You called it last week, Steve. Fair play to you. You said that if they don't do it somehow on BT or Tony Schiavone opening the show, it's a wasted opportunity. They obviously yeah. couldn't have done it with um, with the actual Tony Schiavone on the show because that would have been a little too crass potentially, and and genuinely <laughs> could have, have, could have backfired. Yeah, exactly. You know, two point oh. <laughs> <laughs> But it would have been hilarious if they had to stop Tony Schiavone because he's been programmed to, to <laughs> always give away spoilers. They're like, Tony, shut up, shut up, shut up. We're not that, yeah. we're not a sloppy shop that could do that whole thing. It would have been they could have tied the two things together, but yeah. I see why they didn't. Obviously it'd be a dick move, but So to kind of to give a rundown through the NXT or the AEW card then was we talked about the eight man and the main event. Uh, it opened with a fairly good tag match between Omega and Hangman and Private Party. It was probably Private Party's best match. I think I've seen of them. Not saying much. It's not, but it's kind of good that they're getting a good match with someone that's good. You know, it's, oh, yeah. it, we've criticised them for being a bit green, uh, but they didn't look too green in this match. It's probably the best compliment I can give to them that uh, Omega and Hangman aren't tag team specialists, but they've worked very well together for the last couple of months. I wonder how much work Matt Hardy's actually doing with Private Party behind the scenes because. If he's not, he should be. And if he is, it's kind of noticeable that they have gotten a little bit cleaner and a bit crisper in their work. Isn't it funny, the parallels between Matt Hardy and Doc Hendricks back in the day? <laughs> it's funny how he's in that role now. Full circle. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. 
Lance Archer, I know you weren't a big fan of this one, Steve, defeating Joey Janela. Oh, no, I don't. I wasn't saying that I was a big fan or not a big fan of it. I was saying that I don't think it was better than they give the Meltzer gave this higher rating than Swerve and Johnny Gargano, which is madness. Yeah, I I would I would agree with that. It it was probably overrated. But again, look, Dave is going to Dave. It was was, no problem with it. Uh, No problem with the match. If if they cooled Lance by him losing to Cody uh, for the TNT title, you know, that it's something we criticize a lot of people for is that, you know, don't heat him up if you're going to cool him down too quick. And someone like Lance Archer, big signing, big monster, you know, literally decapitated the likes of Marco Stunt and other people on his way to the TNT title match. This was a way of kind of so much fun, but it was just deeply uncomfortable. Yeah. Don't forget, don't, don't, don't rile up the Twitter people. They will get angry. That was the greatest week in the history of our sport. (laughs) Sports entertainment, Steve. Um, But this was a good way to heat him back up again. You know, for the last few weeks, he's had kind of ringside blowouts with both Janela and Sonny Kiss. So it was kind of a brewing story. And then they had the match this week. And Joey Janela, I will give him absolute credit. He sold like Enzo Amore in this match to make Lance Archer look a million dollars. I loved it. And the, the finish with the fucking razor's edge power bomb through a table to the outside fucking hell that looked sore um so you know it served its purpose of uh making lance archer look out to be a, mon- a murder hawk again i'm not going to call him murder hawk monster because that sounds stupid stupid name he's just a murder hawk that just sounds better yeah uh so i it was grand like it's i'd put it there at the, the, the three star mark myself personally but dave is going to dave when it comes to ratings for AEW. Mm. um Taz. I want to get to this. I'd like to take over with this one, please. <laughs> over it. Because I, I heard why. that they brought, because they took, it was so much fun. So they brought back the uh, FTW title. Um, so Ice, oh, wait a minute. A libation, puff of So there's an issue now with this setup because I can't see when I'm talking and I need to be able to be hitting that button on time. But anyway, <laughs> um, I searched the phrase FTW title on Twitter just to see the reaction of the children. Oh, God. Because they wouldn't have known what it was. And I thought, oh, this is pretty funny. But yeah, whatever, you know, they weren't around, whatever, they didn't watch it. That's fine, whatever. Not everyone knows everything. Not going to be a gatekeeper over it. However, John Draper tweeted something that said... Uh, I don't remember it being negative or positive or whatever it was. It was just like, oh, the FTW title is there. Um, and someone replied to him going, you, you must not be old enough to remember what it was. <laughs> John Draper. <laughs> I'm just like, he eviscerated that poor child. And it was my favorite point of the week. <laughs> you must not be old enough. John Draper is nearly 50. 50. And he's been watching wrestling. He's been going to wrestling shows for probably 30 fucking years. He legitimately it's knows just, more about wrestling than the four of us combined, probably. It was so funny. It was my favorite thing on Twitter this week. My God. Um, we need to get a new another new segment. Tweet of the week or something like that. Oh, I'm the week that's going to be Draper. That's, that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just closed Twitter there. I said, that that's it. He wins. Gone. Done. Um, but yeah, the FTW title is back. Um, are, do are they, they incorporate it? What FTW stands for at any point, I wonder. Uh, fight Taz win forget, for, for, forget the world yes yes that's what it is um, title looks good looks better than the TNT title but sure look it um, that's what they fucking the, modelled it off by the way it does look like it doesn't it it's like a mixture of the NWA TV title and the FTW title yeah. kind of an interesting yeah 
Either that or the Raw Tag Titles and the FTW title. Hmm. Um, but yeah, well, like, is this going to be a title? That's def- they're not going to defend it because it was, you know, it was Taz's prop because Shane Douglas was injured and next had the story week, that Shane Douglas was dogging him. So. Next week, hmm. winner takes all. Winner take all. <laughs> is it going to be like the BMF title in the UFC now? Do you know that kind of way where no. it exists but it doesn't really? They're going to hold on and see how WWE counter program this, and they're potentially going to on the night make it a winner take all match if WWE seem like they're going to put something big up against it. WWE should make title love the world title. Give it to like a super baby face. Do you know what WWE should do? WWE should bring back the internet championship. They probably have copyright over that. The fucking YouTube series, which they own. Who would you give that to? Wait a minute. Has anyone checked with the correspondence of WrestleJoy to see if they're upset about the FTW title? (laughs) Working on it. They added more people to their, their... their group this week as well. I saw someone else tweet they joined the WrestleJoy team. Oh, cult. Ooh. Cult. It's cult. We still it's have cult. more we still have more followers than them. <laughs> ah, they'll overtake us. We're losing followers at a rapid rate. I don't know what's going on. A lot of suspended users. I looked into it. Um, but you're looking. But that's a lot of people. Most of our followers are fucking degenerates. <laughs> that's true, yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, I'm sorry, yeah, I didn't I just... know what this belt was because obviously ECW wasn't something I watched back in the day. And to be honest with you, I think this was even a thing before I was watching. I think it was 97 or 98 when this happened. Something like that, yeah. Because, uh, again, it was one of the Fightful shows. They referenced the fact that it was debuted at an ECW show that was called This Ain't Seinfeld. Oh, the Seinfeld thing, yeah. Because it was the, the, the night of the finale, finale yeah. of yeah, Seinfeld. Yeah. So the ECW had a pay-per-view called This Ain't Seinfeld. <laughs> like this, I need oh, more of that with both WWE, NXT, AEW. I need more creative pay-per-view names like that. What you know, you mean? The horror show Extreme Rules isn't creative enough for you? No, no, no. God. Sorry, so they've already changed it because... The horror show at Extreme Rules. It's on its brand third brand name. Branding. <laughs> It's on it's, its third name in two weeks. You know, this it's is fantastic. Where, this is where I love OTT. They come up with some of the most creative and ingenious uh, show titles that I think I've ever seen. Uh, Progress are great for that too. They're also great for other things, Nick. Grooming, especially. <laughs> AEW fucked the basketball. There's a good show. <laughs> 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 nice one, Ryan. Oh, I won't be long till the basketball's back either. Yay. Normal life is resuming. Um, what did you think of the big swole aspect of Jealous. Dynamite this week? I I'm going to sound like an arsehole here and I'm I'm gonna be on my own probably, but I need Britt Baker off TV. I'm sorry, I said it. I I'm, won't be I won't be defending the statement. I'm just throwing it out I there and walking. I'm away. not gonna be able to deal with months of this until she's able to get back in the ring. Yeah. Apparently she's only out for not two every months. week. Yeah, give it a break for a week or something. Break it up every two to weeks. To be fair, can't do. they didn't do anything with her last week, and they only had a small segment with her this week. So I think I I would agree that this is in this case I would keep her there, but less is more. Um, Probably. I, I like I like Big Swole on the outside, though. You know, you know, you let me drive three and a half hours to get her. You couldn't have sent it to me. You know, there's a fax <laughs> machine, snail mail. Love that. <laughs> I need more big swole. Like they could have, they can do this so many different ways. You know, they could have had her in the match 
are in a match because God knows they didn't need that fucking two-on-one handicap match. That was fucking awful. Um, why not give Big Swole a match? Or even the what's the girl that's with Britt Baker, Reba? She yeah. she does wrestles. Rebel. She Rebel. calls her Reba. Yeah. She does the wrestles. She does. So yeah. why not have you know Big Swole have a little program with her, who's defending Brit's honor or whatever? You you know you could say that Brit's throwing her out to wrestle in her absence, kind of a thing. The one problem I have is madness. The one problem I have is though when you have Brit in the crowd in any stage in a truck, it nearly feels like the cameramen are on an are have the onus to have to put the camera on her too much during the show. Because you literally have someone perched up on a fucking truck in the crowd, and that's the space but where other trucks need to drive in. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's she's she's too far. It's too on the nose where to have her position. I think for a lot of it. I don't. If they I, do I, the match with um, Big Swole and Rebel Reba, they should have Britt Baker backed into. You know, you know the the way they drive the cars. They should have her just sitting there in a Pope mobile. Now that'd be pretty funny. Well, that's the only kind of have her because she has that little. Um, uh, communication string. string with Tony Schiavone and I'm loving the fact that he's you know uh, reading out these blank statements of you know conspiracy I do theories. like that I do like that you know, it's quite funny like I know what you're saying and I, I can completely see why you'd say that and I'm not trying to say that you're wrong I'm just trying to say that I enjoy how they're booking her um, do, could they skip it a week absolutely depending on when she's coming back but they could and definitely they've kind of half written her off for a tiny bit more now after the nose thing they said she put that thing on Twitter that she's like in the in a hospital with all her nose thrown up from when she actually had a deviated septum I'm assuming is when the the photos from from last time but she's up this time yeah no I like that. that that's that's good and if they keep her off for a couple of weeks and they come back great uh, I presume we all hated the two on one handicap match yep yes but she's getting a manager because all the cha- everyone has a manager as a champion despite the fact there's <laughs> one person that has a manager that's a champion well, well no, that was funny does. how she mentioned Brian Cage. Yeah. He just showed up and he already has a title. We were like, it's not a real title, it's Taz's plaything. I suppose it, it's yeah. served a purpose for, you know, you know, her having that match shows how dominant she is, and then she gives the promo and kind of gives the promo a little bit more relevance. It the match could have gone like ninety percent less in time. You know what's gonna happen, don't you? You know who her manager's gonna be. Excuse me. Yeah, Vicky Guerrero. I don't know. Can't use excuse because she not use because she did the time she was there she didn't use excuse me. So is I that guarantee you the trademarked us? I guarantee it. Because <laughs> <laughs> they had probably they had a t-shirt like I'd say. Yeah. Are you, you joking me or something? Yeah, this is one of those. Yeah. I don't know if it would serve the purpose though because you know and Michael Cole has that trademark for himself. You got to be kidding me! And joking me is clearly Billy Kay. Exactly. So I mean, she's she's uh, running out of options here. Is she the right option though? Because if you if you look at you know the crowd, I suppose that AEW would have, and assuming that they get back to live audiences at some stage, are the crowds really going to you know properly boo Vicky Guerrero? Probably not. The, at the start, no. But Vicky is really good at making people hate her. She is she fantastic is. at that. So give her a mic for a couple of weeks, and they'll be booing her. But the smarks might be too smart for it. I'm I'm worried that Nyla Rose, she, someone uh, like a Tully Blanchard or even a Jake Roberts, if he was healthier. God, I hate seeing him on TV every week now because he yeah. does not look well. Um, yeah. And I, I love him. I, I like he's a fantastic manager, and he, he the way he speaks is is fucking phenomenal. Not many people has the 
the the power of words that he does and his delivery of words it's just fantastic but i think she needs someone like that it would be great if it was female as well just to keep the the kind of a powerful oh, woman nightmare collective 2.0 bring brandy in yes oh. let's do it all over again this time it's better and it'll stay around for three weeks no, I'm, I'm, i've decided to browse twitter and i feel offended by this tweet it's from a certain melt who said <laughs> who said fuck the world is way cooler than for the win yeah dave well done, Dave. That, you did it. No, that's not Meltzer. I, it's the Melt. Oh. Female. Well. Oh, Phoenix. Oh. The Yeah, we, we referred to her as the Melt. Yeah. That bitch. I, 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 I find myself agreeing with her. Oh, I feel dirty. <laughs> you know what, Fitz? Don't fucking bother coming over. Drop Nikki over and then go fucking home. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, no. Or the wind banned on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> oh, please. so that's what Cody and FTR have been throwing up the four for because they can't use the four horsemen. So they're fucking uh, seeing the four to win. One of the boys, uh, FTR, I can't remember who did it. Was it Dax that did it? He threw up the four as well during the match. Yeah. So they're, they're, I love it because it's so yep. subtle that so yep. many people are not getting it yet. Yep. And if they keep it at this level of kind of subtleness, this could be drawn out for weeks, if not months. So I'll you, do it, because Cody did the thing where he scratched his face like that with four fingers, and I was like, ha ha ha, I see what you did there. And if you Very look at cool. it, if you've got Cody, you've got FTR, you, and if, if, you are, man fits. if you're going down to the fourth person, who would you book into that fourth person? Would you go MJF? See, I'd initially thought Spears was going to be one of them, but given yeah. all the history with Cody, that's not going to happen. I thought <gasps> you'd have Tully managing it with, oh. Hangman. I I said weeks ago, Do I thought Hangman was going to turn to give, to basically hand the titles to FTR, and that's how their boys were going to drop the titles. Cody, Cody mentioned it during his promo where he did the four as well. You know, he's like, am I even in the elite anymore? You know, whatever happened to those guys? They're not with me anymore. And you had the segment on BT this week where Hangman effectively, you know, confirmed that he doesn't like mm-hmm. the books, that he's he'll do his bits for the show, but that he's not actually, you know, he doesn't like Matt and Nick. So that was another diversion away from him being in the elite. So who's that? If you do the whole... And I, I would, you... sorry to interrupt. I will give absolute credit because it's something that I think C said early on in the Dynamite days that they're expecting people to know what's going on in BTE without ever telling them to watch BTE. The last three week. weeks, they've had ads for BTE, new episodes airing on YouTube, 5 p.m., whatever, uh, or 2 p.m. Eastern, whatever it was, but they're now advertising BTE. So that yeah. is, because they've started doing that, everything in BTE is now canon for the show. That's Not until they show it. Not until they show it on TV. They can't, because then it's the same as Dark, but they've been putting up the results of Dark on the show as well. So they're they're, no, you gotta, they're you gotta show it on the t- on for it to be considered canon to me, it needs to be shown on screen. If something's important, like say Hangman, like imagine if they had Hangman, you know, show up backstage and meet people backstage that he's not supposed to be hanging around with the bad guys or whatever. You'd have to show that on TV. But but I think maybe for, moving on slightly, more of an evolution style thing where you'd have you know the established guys and the young guys coming through, and that that would suit Hangman with Cody being the established guy. The so only thing I'd be worried with that is is that you've got Cody and Hangman who would be positioned fairly similarly on the card. Would 
the would you have the the old guy new guy f- kind of feels to that? I think they're too similar. Well, from thing is that Cody can't go for the main title, so it's essentially going to be Cody in his position as your mid card champion, so to speak, trying to elevate Hangman and trying to use his what he knows from his championship matches to try and get Hangman over the line, having already lost the title. To match. bring the title into the group. Yeah, he's trying to ma- he's trying to coach him into bringing the title into the group when you also have Aaron also on the side as well, and then you have the two boys with the tag titles, all the gold. A new prophecy. Mm-hmm. I certainly one way they could go, um, and that's how you would book that if it was Hangman. Because we're we have huge breaking news, though, Fitz. Sorry to cut across you, but we have massive, massive breaking news. Antox has sent it in. Brian Cage is defending the FTW title on Dark against Brian Pillman Jr. Whoa! Ooh. So, so it is title. being defended. Winner take so all. Winner take all. Winner take all. How are they positioning um, that belt then, I wonder? I don't know. I'm okay with it. I don't um, think they know yet. But what I was oh going to say... Is- Mar- M- Michael Nakazawa versus Marco Stunt has also been announced for Dark. Oh, Jesus Christ. There's a reason Jurassic I don't watch Dark. <laughs> yeah. I, we started watching the last couple of weeks. It's really weird. Ugh. Oh, God, Luther is on it again. Oh, God. <laughs> Japanese... De- Ricky Starks, the yeah. stroke daddy. Okay. <laughs> Uh, six man tag so we'll move on to that match yeah, we start was, up. was okay you know, nothing spectacular but what I really enjoyed about it and it's a continuation from last week is the Colcabana story they really are telling a good story with that um, the bruises that Colt had in his side if they were real ow if that not great artwork yeah, like that's, there's no way they got a makeup artist that good yeah that ow ow but uh, no, I really liked it. And the story they're telling, even giving Colt the pin win, you know, so he has a record of him taking or taking the win and how they're going to go forward. But the subtleties of, you know, all of Dark Order coming out with Colt, leaving a space for him and Colt sheepishly kind of behind and uh, Brody Lee bringing him out to the front to kind of make him feel important again. There were so many moments in this match that there were... It's something that no company really does quite well is kind of tell a story like that through a match. But I thought I like the visual of the Dark Order just watching on from the stage as the match yeah. was going on and the hard cam was quite cool. We we were all rightly criticism or critical of the Dark Order for, you know, heating up a yes, Brody we Lee, then losing, um and what's their relevance, what's their purpose? It's things like this that make them relevant and can make them a legitimate, you know, force within AEW and make it something that interests them that people want to see. You know, so hopefully um, that they turn it into something good. I wanted to bring this up because we do need to start moving on because it's nearly two hours in now. But um, do they use the FTW title as a cushion for Cage because it's yet another big man that's brought in that is going to lose their first big match? So they had Archer, Brody Lee, and now Cage is going to lose. I would not have him lose this. No, you can't. You can't take title dead in the water the either, though. Problem is, he's dead in the water yeah. if he loses this. You can you can build him back up, but it's not it's not going to be the same as if you have him win this straight out the gate. They need they need to stop doing this crap where they they bring someone in just to put them in a, <clears throat> the first fucking big match they have is for the title and they lose it. So I don't yeah. I can't. Do they do it a third time? Is that what the FTW title is about? Probably is it the mixture of either put them into the main event picture or they feed them to Cody. It's you you have to have a situation where one of these people wins it, and signing Cage is a fucking huge signing this is one of the biggest signings they've made 
I because Cage has only had what two televised matches so far. Yeah. Two squash. No, sorry, two squash matches and the ladder match at pay per view. He hasn't effectively been tested, so we don't really know how good he is in AEW TV world. If he goes out there and dominates Moxley and wins, then you you've immediately booked him as an all encompassing monster heel. And then Moxley can, you know, he can have the, the comeback story if because Moxley kind of wavers in between the lines of good guy, bad guy, Austin, fun heel kind of a thing. This wouldn't affect Moxley much at all, depending on how they booked the, the return and the, the resurgence of Moxley after it. But I think I would completely agree with you. Cage cannot lose this match. I think it's but insanity he if he does. I, I really do. And I hope they don't do I, a fuck finish. Hmm. That would be the worst case scenario. Do they open the show with it and have, have whatever no. they're going to do a fuck finish Dar- there? Darby Allen would have run into Cost Cage and then they set up uh, fucking Allen versus Cage yep. long term. Oh. There it is. I know someone in the chat mentioned it a minute ago, yeah. No, don't do that. You know, this... You know, what, that it, makes sense, it's, though. It's a WWE thing if they do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the fact that this is effectively a free show for them because yeah. WWE are not counter-programming it for once. So they've literally got a free run. Yet. NXT TakeOver Great Balls days. of Fire is happening. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, we, we've seen, like, the the paper or the pay-per-view society, Fight for the Fallen next week has three, if not four, big matches. I can't remember. They, they've got FTR Lucha Bros. They've got, obviously, Cage and Mox. They've got the Elite versus uh, Jungle Express. Uh, Jurassic Express, sorry. Um, and they have a TNT title match. So there are four big matches that they have on a pay-per-view, like you say, pay-per-view, and um, jokingly, but uh, NXT have only announced so far that it's going to be Damien Priest versus that gobshite. Damien uh, Priest. Fucking can't even bring myself to say his name. Cameron Grimes. Yeah. Leave him alone. No, he, he has a hat. Um, he does have a hat. And if Io Shirai versus uh, Tegan Knox, which will be good, but I'm weary that that will be a relatively quick squash for EO, maybe like a 10-minute squash. I, but again, the point is that they don't really have much else announced in advance. So if NXT somehow manages to win the ratings next week, I'd be very surprised. Look, we're going to be sitting here next week going over how fucking take over tribute for the troops is after fucking winning again. <laughs> <laughs> taboo oh, Wednesday do Taboo no, Wednesday or something no because it's uh, Fight for the Fallen Tribute to the Troops actually makes sense oh it makes to- that's brilliant that's, yeah it. I actually put some thought into these things every so often <laughs> have a load of fucking military <laughs> servicemen and women come in for the crowd oh, oh. yes please do that that'd be and amazing that would be good counter programming that I would appreciate Yes, do that. That's that's it. And that's also the clip for Twitter. Perfect. Done. <laughs> uh, um, um, the last thing, it wasn't on Dynamite this week, or it wasn't in Fight for the Fallen, but it was on YouTube straight after it. The Poppy Battle Royal. What was the crowd called after? It was hilarious. So it was a 20-minute video on YouTube where they had uh, a women's Royal Rumble and a men's Royal Rumble where they had three dogs come out who were each uh, an NXT superstar. So you had Hikaru Shida, Penelope Ford, and Nyla Rose, represented as dogs. Um, and you had MJF. Oh, who were the other two? Um, Hangman Page 
and someone else I can't remember. But effectively, the backstory is it's it's a brandy thing. Shocking. So it's I know, yeah, shocking that it's a charity effectively for unwanted or stray dogs or something like that. Uh, it was a stupid idea from bad creative. Uh, no. Sorry, I'm, my finger slipped. No. My finger slipped. No, for brandy things, it wasn't too bad. And because it wasn't broadcast on TV, taking up TV time, I'm 100% okay with it. I'm watching it now. It's pretty bad. It's not bad. You, you have Tony <laughs> Schiavone on commentary, which is actually quite funny. I'm, I'm not getting the commentary because I'm listening to your dulcet tones. Oh, thank you. The, uh, the dogs are called what they are because the owner of the dogs is a wrestling fan and she reached out to Tony Khan to say, you know, thanks for all you do. This is, I've named my dogs after superstars. And then Tony Khan replied back and said, we've got an idea. Can we run with it? And this is what happened. So effectively two dogs start in the ring. One comes down after whatever many time. And once the dog leaves the ring for whatever reason, they're eliminated. It's actually quite funny. It's got, I, I, I watched it Thursday evening or Friday afternoon and it had like 250,000 views. So it's got, it's quite popular and it, it seems to be going down quite well. So I give it him credit a, for doing something weird. It has a referee a stuffed toy in there. Yeah. Does the referee constantly get in the way and distract from the match? Uh, the, one of the dogs is currently chewing on the ref's legs. <laughs> so it's Jericho then. The, the Jericho dog. The ring and there's a woman on the outside who seems absolutely shocked and appalled by this. Well, those dogs have gone through the ropes. That's not eliminated. So they didn't. It They're is. is it, they didn't say over the top rope. Okay. Well, I know it's, it, it's it's harmless entertainment, and because it didn't take up TV time, it's it's all good for me. I'm annoyed to use somebody fucking bandwidth. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, the the new sting I made is a bit harsh. I might, I might. Just, it's a bit stiff. I'll take it back for next week. We're in a ratings war, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> what? <laughs> bit harsh. No, I like that. I love it. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> The Wednesday night scuffles. Um, so, yeah, so the ratings. Sorry if I can interrupt you quite rudely, I might add, uh, before you go into that. Jordan just shared something in the chat there from a tweet from AEW put out a minute ago. It's the fight card for next week of John Moxley versus Brian Cage, you know, the, the still they put out. Uh, terms at the bottom of the image. AEW star is subject to change without notice. I don't think I've ever seen that on a no. AEW fight card before. AEW what is subject to change? AEW stars. Star. Instead of so cards, if Mox can't get, they're no. covering. So if Mox can't make it, doesn't. Yeah. So if he gets tested and he tests positive. Interesting. Huh. Wonder did they vacate the title? Interim champion. That would be anyway. Fuck this. Moving on. Oh. We need to move on. It's two hours in. Yeah. Uh, the ratings. So AW uh, or NXT won again this week. So they're what did they wins? Did a, they, Steve? Because they sure did. <laughs> Look, <laughs> I, I, I don't quickly, know if you've heard, but the demos are all that matter as of a, a few months ago. I want to quickly get into something. I want to quick, very quickly touch on something on this whole go demo. On, no, no. Shit. If it's ratings related, I'm fine. I just don't want to go back over the show. Yeah, no, no. This will be, be very, very quick. Okay, we're getting into this whole situation of demos. In the last census in the US, in the 18 to 44 age category, there's 112.8 million people. So extending that to 49, you're looking at probably 120 odd million people, right? 
AEW, if you look at it, drew, I think it was, if it's worked out, it's around about 600,000 people in that age category. And that's seen as a fucking success. That's a fucking drop. Like, no matter what way everything is broken down with how big of it is, oh my God, it's great, they're winning it. That's a fucking drop in the ocean. They're drawing, fu- both, yeah. both shows are drawing fuck all nothing. That's why the, the lowest Griffin laughter is in there. It's for it that is, reason. It's, it's ridiculous. It's all oh well they've won it. No, no, they both fucking lost. <laughs> but like, let's be fucking honest here. They both fucking lost it. Uh, much like AW I am. AEW have AEW have half their audience from when they started. NXT have lost what forty percent, thirty thirty forty percent, depending on the week. Yeah. Do you know like it? What can you do? Anyway, um, that is I. They're, they're both winners and they're both losers. And the way I'd say that is, I can see why AEW and Tony Khan are, are saying that, you know, they're happy and they're delighted with the ratings success. Because ultimately, you know, they're a new startup and their TV contracts obviously depend on ratings. So if TNT are saying, well, you need to be doing X in certain ratings, you know, that's how their contracts with TV companies work. You know, ultimately total viewership might not be as important to TNT or AEW as, as other programs or other networks because it's the money ne- it's the money demographic that the, the networks look to. So I can see the logic for it. The logic I can't see is why you'd be boastful about it because in the public yeah. eye, ratings make no sense or the demographics make no sense. Ultimately, as a, as a wrestling fan, you're going to watch both of them anyway. You know, whichever one you watch live might depend on what channels you have or whether you're arsed watching any of them live or whether you watch them on TVO or anything like this. It's, it's especially in 2020 when so many people, I don't know any of them personally, but would watch illegal streams, for example, and they're never taken what? into viewerships. Devils. Some people just enjoy what to watch wrestling twenty four. Yeah, twenty four. <laughs> um. But I, I, that's why the the whole ratings thing. Like, sure, it's interesting to see it from a purely kind of objecting, objective perspective. Of okay, it 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 shows a trend, but the ultimate figures to me are irrelevant because, you know, are you telling me that last week only seven hundred fifteen thousand people in the U.S. watched AEW live? I say bollocks to that. You know, so ultimately, because it's you just, can't say exactly how many people watched it. It's just the metric, I suppose, they use. Yeah, it's, it's... People get their fucking knickers twisted up way too tight about this online. Both sides. Yeah. But it's so much fun, though. <laughs> I love it. And Gordo, make sure to post that tweet underneath Alvarez's tweet next week. Or that meme underneath his tweet next week. I haven't just saved to see already. the reaction. Marvelous. I haven't shared it in the chat with the boys so they can see it as well. Fantastic. <laughs> Um, yeah it's yeah look it it's fun um, it is a complete cesspit but I like to just watch it yeah. sometimes it's fun to watch the world, watch the world burn essentially yeah, celebrate this simple man. like having a fucking parade when your child is fucking announces having the best fucking potato painting when they're in junior in <laughs> <laughs> um, so before we so it ended up with, and because the chat mm-hmm. are a bit behind chat what what do you think this week yeah, I see the chat. Well, the up. ratings um, AEW had 715, NXT had 759, which makes them the winners. Fuck your demos. <laughs> we called it, we've been doing yeah. it the right way the whole way through, yeah. where it's 32 AEW, 9 NXT on total viewers. Yeah. That's the, way, that's the metric. Fuck this demo yeah. nonsense. From our perspective, absolutely. 
Um, so our, currently our score is NXT 21, AEW 19 in terms of uh, our rating of the show and how what we thought. Um, I'll start because I'm probably going to be alone. I'm going to say NXT for me this week. I think we can assume Fitz is going AEW based on his reviews earlier. <laughs> The meat to the bone wasn't there for NXT this week for me. Uh, I can see that. Yeah, like it's not that it's not that I didn't enjoy it. It's just again, there was a lot of filler. Some good, some not so good. The main event delivered, um, but nothing else really kind of hit home. I think AEW was as a, a better rounded show this week. They had more bits to capture my attention and. I, I was actually looking through the John Draper feed earlier on for that comment that you mentioned. And it's weird to see that he even, he thought AEW put on a much better show than NXT this week, which mm. is almost alien for me to think that he would put AEW over NXT. My logic is that I don't like the three tag matches a night thing. They need to, it's they need, really great. Number. Yeah. They seem to have a formula need some for more how singles they structure matches. the cards. Yeah. Um, need to which, lay back on the, the tag matches every week. Yeah. Um, for me... I'm going to go AEW. As much as I loved particular parts of NXT, I think both shows had too much filler, which we covered earlier. But I think the filler of NXT killed the flow of the show more and took me out of the stuff I enjoyed more than the filler on AEW did. I don't think either show hit it out of the park this week. No, because of the so, filler yeah. I think the filler let both shows down a lot this week especially having the, the squash matches on both shows I think really hurt it um, I think I think that killed a lot of momentum on both of them um, but yeah I'm, go, I'm going to go AEW but this whole thing of putting filler on these things just to drag them out for two nights needs to stop because it's if they'd done both of these shows as a one nighter with just all the hmm. all the fucking good bits these would have been two of the great we would have been talking about two of the greatest cards of the year yeah, I'd be wondering, true. actually, the if the Mox Cage match wasn't postponed, what would have been dropped from Night Two and Fighter Fest? So much. The tag. The, the, <laughs> the tag might. I'd think the tag title match because they had one last yeah, week anyway. That was just that was a filler match they threw in. I'd say just to, to that was announced last week as well, wasn't it, Nick? Yeah, yeah. I think like they would have. Yeah. I reckon they would have opened with Jericho Orange Cassidy if that wasn't Probably. there. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I'm going to kind of lay in behind Gordo here. I, I put AEW over. My reasoning more so is overall matches. I think I preferred more matches on AEW this week than I preferred matches on NXT. Uh, and my favorite match of the week was the the eight-man tag. So that was on AEW. So I'm going AEW this week. Cool beans. So the score then is uh, twenty or AEW 20, NXT 21. So we're nearly tying it back up again. Yep, and Antox called it 2021. Let's go 2021. He called it before we <laughs> yeah. predicted anybody. <laughs> That's gonna be a good year. Yeah, it can't be any fucking, fucking worse. Than this one, <laughs> fucking black plague, COVID, elephants, <laughs> fucking dropping dead, killer. At least our, our score will never be 2020 because we we. That's avoided true. Oh. We avoided it. <laughs> um. Raw, we kind of touched on. I, I one thing I wanted to bring up. I really enjoyed the open of Raw, the Heat Slater thing. The promo was fucking great. Very fun. good. Heat Slater was no, he didn't want to do Raw. it. Didn't want to do it. Yeah, apparently, yeah, uh, like Drew had to convince him to come back to do that. He didn't want to come back to do that at all. Uh, Drew said it in an interview during the week. I'm glad, I'm glad he got. I would have had a contract waiting for him as he came back through Gorilla. 
Mm-hmm. Here you go. That's what we wanted from you all along. Here's your contract. He, the problem is he talked better than 90% of the fucking roster have over the last year and 100%. a half. 100%. Yeah. And the great thing is he could go out there and say whatever the fuck he wanted because he knew that they, imagine handing him a script. Here's your script. Fuck you. You fired me. I'm yeah. going out there saying whatever I <laughs> you, want. You, you give me hokey shit is the reason I, I'm actually going to be making my last appearance tonight. Exactly. The dude was training the fucking Undertaker. I don't know what higher you could get in the company in terms of being respected than that. Do you know? <laughs> but anyway. What do we think of the new anyway. US title? Better than the no, TNT right. title, but not by much. Yeah. And at least the TNT title isn't finished, so it has potential to overtake it. Yeah, it was finished the first time and they made up that story the COVID yeah. I don't know I would agree with Gordo I think it, it, right now it probably is better than the TNT title but uh, I, I don't agree that it, it, it was finished like that but it, it was come on uh, now no I, I, I don't think so why did they put it on TV then they advertised it and they should have had it ready uh, sure look <laughs> yeah I know damn COVID WWE have had um, tag belts ready for COVID. the last two years they still haven't used them they're, they're ready well I lost my <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. that US title was around was made ages ago though wasn't it, it was, yeah, wasn't that was that story in December yeah it reminds me of the WWE title that The Rock had the massive champ after he met CM Punk oh yeah yeah when he bet CM Punk in 2012 leading into Mania 28 that belt um, was fucking terrible yeah, yeah it's just like my my philosophy is that you're carrying a big fucking gold belt in a wrestling company. Is it because you know you want a match? No, it's probably because you're a fucking champion. Why does it need to say <laughs> champion written across it? It's just like that. It's and like across w- the middle. Like it's like the WWE belt with the big fuck off W's. Like I want <laughs> I the company. So this much. is for. <laughs> Oh my god. What 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 company yeah. is W? WW? What's WW? I don't know. Worldwide. Worldwide. Uh the subtly and to be honest, I know you are not a fan of the Interna- Intercontinental title belt now, Steve. Fair enough. I would No, it's I, I love the original one. White one. Yeah. The one the, belt, the one they were I, using I think was the belt perfect. is great. It's a lovely change. belt, just not yeah, for the yeah. IC title. That's exactly what I'm going with that. Is that if the white IC belt is historically one of my two favorite belts ever absolutely i would not have changed it but with that being said the new design is fucking sexy as hell it is so why but make that's what what, what, the reason i like it is because it's subtle you know it it does obviously say intercontinental champion on it and but there's a little bit of you know design element to it it's not like ooh, what is this belt for it's a championship belt therefore i'm going to stick champion all over it it's not the internet championship what what if they brought back what if they brought back the white IC title belt kept using the white IC title belt and use what they're now using for the IC title as the new US title throw an American flag somewhere on it just to yeah yeah, you need to paint it. You need to throw some paint over it. It's NWO style. Just spray it. <laughs> just now, you all know my, uh, my anger towards regionalized belts anyway, so we'll, we'll keep that one aside. Mm. But now, like the, the, the new US one, I saw uh, someone did a remock of it. Basically, it's really small things they changed. They put blue behind the top uh, to match the American flag logo, and they moved the champion part to the bottom and put the eagle in the middle, and it just looks a million times better. Also, the... So easy. It was confirmed that there is, in fact, 50 stars 
or diamonds on the belt to represent the 50 states of America. Hashtag justice for Puerto Rico. <laughs> we're not I going, we're not going political. It's I know. It's a United States territory. It is not a United <laughs> State. <laughs> what, what about Iraq? He'll be, cold. He'll be dead and cold on the ground before he recognizes Missouri. What a name, uh, okay, best match, worst match, shite. So, best match. Cordo? Uh, oh, fuck it. Um, I'm gonna. Uh, fuck. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go to the NXT main event. I think it's very close between the two main events, but I think for best match, I think the NXT. I'll go behind you on that one. I'm gonna go to eight man tag on AEW. I'm going to go that way too. So it's a it's a two bit wrestling face off here. <laughs> That's never happened yet in, in our short history of doing this segment. It's never we've always been kind of in agreement of best and worst. No, so I, I, I like I could have went either way with this. Like it was just that I liked really both of them pretty close, but I just think the the tag the tag match did a little more for me. Yeah. I the events had a lot riding on them. I kind of expected so that's why the I NXT title to be as good as it was. You know. Mm-hmm. It's, I suppose if, if I sat down to, to book that match or, or work out that match, it would have been pretty much along the lines as, as what delivered. So extremely happy with how they put the match together. The eight-man was just fun. You know, there were so many elements to it. You're like, ah, that's fucking great. I didn't think about that. Or the, the subtleties, the nuances, the the unexpectedness of it, I, I suppose, kind of... You, you were worried going into it because of the people involved and what they were going to do. And it just didn't disappoint in any way for me. So that's kind of where I was kind of the surprise or the expectation exceeded what I was uh, was anticipating for. So, so you're saying that match brought you wrestle joy? Uh, <laughs> no, it brought me wrestle win. I'll allow it. No, that doesn't. Fucking cult. Um, worst match then. I'm trying to think of one. The either oh. of the watch matches. Yeah, I. Yeah, I'm gonna go to the handicap thought, handicap match. Yeah, an AW. I thought Jeff Hardy Miz. Jeff Hardy and Miz was pretty poor. Was Bill, on Billy K. Ruby one, so. Riot wasn't great either. I didn't see it. Yeah, I haven't seen Raw. All I saw of Raw was what I watched live. I waited up for the opening segment before I went to bed. That's all I've seen of Raw. I know what happened. I just didn't bother. There was nothing. I read the results and I was like, eh, no, no need, no need to watch this. Yeah, <laughs> I go the, new, the women's squash on AW is probably my worst one. Yeah. Yeah, probably that as yes, well. Yes, at least the this women's squash on NXT, albeit you know the the terrible booking of Mer- Mercedes Martinez, at least the match was coherent in terms of the flow to it. The AW one just made no sense. Just I hate yeah. big person squashing two people match. It's the big show Ryback. Fuck, they've done it to death with so many different people across all the different companies, and I hate that mechanic of a match. They didn't Remember when Strowman pinned six dudes or whatever it was? There you go. Piled them on top oh, of each I other. Fucking yeah. that so bad. Before, before <laughs> Ryback, they hadn't done it properly for ages, where they'd done a consistent run of it, and since then, everyone is doing it to death, and that's the yeah. problem. Is as soon as one thing worked, because it worked getting him over initially, since mm. then it's just been done to death. Yeah, at least uh, I like fucking hate Ryback uh, as a wrestler, but at least he had the whole gimmick of feed me more that you know he wanted more competition. It made fucking sense for him. Yeah, but practically everyone like you said since it's just been ooh that's a big person I bet they can beat more than one person at a go here's two 
Here's three. Oh my god, can you believe said person just bet two people? Oh my god, I'm Michael Cole. How many people can we put in the back of a van and have Braun Strowman tip that over? <laughs> <laughs> but, but is that van and, coming and from when... a certain company? <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing with, you know, when they pin, you know, the, um, the thing where they pin people on top of each other? Mm. It makes yeah. no sense. Because Nyla, or the, the team that Nyla fought, the other girl pinned the girl from the team. That's actually, how the pin The works. one thing I would say on that, and something I noticed, is that she actually pinned both of them and both of their shoulders were down. Just, and, and that was purely accidental. There was no way that was intentional. It's just the fact that the girl slid off the other girl and their both, both shoulders happened to be down. That was a weird little nuance, but I completely agree. The whole, you know, pinning a person top of a person makes no sense because that's not a technical pin. Nope. But, you know, re- wrestling rules didn't apply to most companies this week, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Uh, best segment. Heath Slater. Yeah. Yep. Easy one. Uh, the worst segment's pretty yeah. easy too. <laughs> Do we yeah, need to ask? I go, go to Heath Slater one probably, but I I did enjoy the the Taz Belt segment as well. That was quite it good. Was, yeah, it was something intriguing and something different, definitely. Yeah, yeah Which, because definitely, I didn't yeah. know of the FTW, so it was something new for me. But that's mm. and to be fair, I think it probably would have been a new thing for most AEW fans as well. Oh yeah, for a lot of people, it would have been definitely. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, we're hardcore. Um, the Heath Slater one, yeah, but that was the thing as well. That, I, so I think because oh. of the oh god what are they doing please don't ruin it and they didn't ruin it probably the best yeah but that was the thing you know people were like you know the, the phrase gatekeeping it people didn't a lot, a lot of people watched ECW so they went out of business do you know what I mean <laughs> it, you can't feel like oh my god you didn't know that or like some people are younger some people never watched it during that era get over yourself fucking hell I love Twitter uh, worst segment oh god I wonder what it could hmm. be hmm hmm Hmm. Nyla's promo, maybe. Let me float something at you here. The karaoke segment. Hmm. Oh, that'd be tough now. Hmm. Would you would you vote would you vote that way? I I think I will. I think I'll throw my name <laughs> oh, on it. No, but like there were all of the other You segments. remind me what happened in that karaoke segment? Well, you see what happened was Tamina was out singing Triple H's theme song. You know, in the form of a competition. So I mean, even if nothing else happened, only that moment it was getting my vote this week. Thank God, Tamina. Imagine if there was other women doing that as well. <laughs> well, at least there was three others. But the thing you need to know is, and this is where it gets more complicated. Some people take their karaoke very seriously. Oh, very. Serious. And you should know that as a man who takes your profession very seriously. Uh, <laughs> do I? Well, <laughs> I say that after watching both um, Wednesday night shows. You know, Thursday after work, completely after work. After work, yeah. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know when I you're in the first week of a job, and there, there does so, be. Some... So did I? Yeah. Uh, oh, did you? <laughs> I've, been, I've been on eleven to eight this week, so I actually watch yeah. stuff after work. I'm in the first week of a new job, so there's a lot of downtime between training. <laughs> so I might have might have snuck AEW in there on Friday. Right. In at the deep end, sink or swim. Ah <laughs> oh, yeah, ah oh, yeah. Um. So that's it. That's that's all of it. What um no ch- oh champions pinned on TV this week. I can't remember if anyone was pinned on Raw, but I was delighted to see that it did not happen last night. Um, Asuka beat oh. Bailey. Yeah, but they're both. Champions. Yeah, but she's they're a champion. champion. Someone yeah. has to. I'll, I'll let that away. Yeah. 
uh, also, that was a hella good match. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Hmm. Like I said it to you last week. Um, Shocker. Sasha, Bailey, and Asuka. Fucking killing it lately. The COVID stars. Yeah. All of them. Like legitimately. And it's weird when you think we were overly saturated with Charlotte when she was Charlotte three shows for that fucking six week run that she had where she was oh, on April. Dear day. Lord. But now you That have- fucked NXT ratings. Yeah. People literally left during her segments and went to AEW. But you've got Bailey and Sasha doing effectively the same thing now, and it's not having the same effect. It's because there's two of them, and because they're actually good. They well, you know, they're fun. If the two of them, yeah. it should be twice as bad. Do moon salts. Could you imagine? And I know Steve will love this, but if the Iconics were on all three shows for six weeks, I would literally stop watching wrestling. I'm gonna say Steve would love it because, because he'd have less stuff to watch every week. You can <laughs> start watching guys' goes, uh, guys' grocery games. I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch it tonight. I'm gonna go after this. I'm gonna edit. I'll have a shower, and I might just lie down and watch guys' grocery games because I did watch an episode of my 600 pound life the other day. Something um, keep you going until Fight Island. Jesus, Fight Goddamn Island. It's real. What's what like UFC four? They're both real. I need to make a, a little trip to the supermarket later for some tasty cans for UFC tonight. And Kira's not here, so she can't make me be like guilting me into going to bed at a regular hour. Fuck you, I'm a grown man. You know, I'll go to bed when I want to go to bed. <laughs> um, yeah, anything else to, to say, add, mm. hypothesize upon? 150 down, lads. Didn't think we'd make it this far. 150. Yeah, I thought it would, we would have killed each other by now. And we have, but we stayed. Well, to be fair, we've killed off Gordon many times. True. Mm. Keep coming back I'm like a fucking bad case of hepatitis or something. <laughs> and we brought a we brought a young boy back to life, so we've done some good in the hundred. Yeah, we've killed him off again though. No, we didn't because we said it wasn't worth it. Or maybe you killed him off in your own universe. Yes. In the ex- in the extended Jordan Stein's universe, he, he may be dead in yours, but he's very much a real live boy in in terms of the canon of the show. I believe he's a big boy. <laughs> um, yeah so we're just 19 episodes away from our next milestone of episode 169 69. that'd be another big show giggity but uh, yeah if people want to get us get more of us here at the Alleged Wrestling Podcast they can get us on all their favourite podcast apps so you can get us on iTunes Google Podcasts Spotify SoundCloud wherever you're listening now we're there because you found us already so the uh, you can also uh, find us on the Wrestling Soup Network with a load of other podcasts, including the Wrestling Soup Boys themselves. Uh, make sure to follow them on Patreon as well. They're turning out top quality content on a regular basis. Make sure to give them a follow and check them out. Uh, also, if wherever you are listening does have any sort of a rating system or review system, make sure to leave a five-star review and just leave a couple of comments. Just you know, t- show us some love because the more positive reviews we get, the more people are going to hear our rants every week. So it'll be more fun. And I also want to give a shout out as well to our good brothers over at www.canvastheory.com. If you go on there and you use the promo code AWP for Alleged Wrestling Podcast, you get 10% off your entire order. Currently shipping only to the US, but will be shipping to Europe in a post-COVID world. So we'll see how that goes. Still waiting. Patiently. Yes, sir. Um, I don't know if this is going to work, but that's the end of episode 150 and we'll have... As long as my computer survives another fucking 150 episodes. <laughs> I don't know why this thing crashed again. Fucking pain in the ass. Um, but yeah, say good night, all, I guess. Good night, ho. Evil. Evil. Evil.